The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by SeatGeek. Get $20 off your first order with promo code RTRS. Cornblow and Cornblow, the official law firm of the process. LL Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. And Kinetic Skateboarding. Hey, Christmas Eve is tomorrow. They're going to be open. Last minute gifts and free tunes for the life of your board with the purchase of any new snowboard. On the show, it is the Apple Podcast 3 thousand five-star rating review podcast i checked i did the last one of these in december 2018 so the reviews start in january 2019 all the way up to 3000 we're at 3026 no mic for this one but cj is sitting uh, along and if you're listening to the recording of this i don't know what's wrong with you but we're we're recording this during the sixers hawks game so i have that up CJ's keeping an eye on it just in case something happens. This could be the first appearance of Tyler Johnson. So you can't do play-by-play. It's illegal. I'm not doing play-by-play. And also I have to be reading the the reviews. But uh, it is going on as, as we're doing it. So two things. First, kinetic skateboarding. As I mentioned, Christmas is Saturday. Maybe you're listening to this on Friday. You need a last-minute gift. You could go to kinetic or just go online print out a picture of whatever you bought somebody, put that in the card and give them that or, or whatever, like kinetic, so many great, so much great winter gear. And they just re-released the kinetic hoops series, which as CJ knows right here, great sweatpants, great hoodies, all that kind of stuff. Uh, kinetic skateboarding.com. And then also before we go, uh, this comes from Allie. So Allie sent me an email. She said, my name is Allie, and my dad and I have been listening to the Ricky religiously since I went to college in 2016. We bring out RTRS shirts on vacation. We always rep the Sixers, no matter how embarrassing they are at the time. In a series of unfortunate events, five days into our European Christmas trip, I tested positive for COVID. I am asymptomatic and fully vaccinated and boosted. We are now stuck in a COVID hotel in Italy for 10 days. My family is completely separated in our own rooms and we cannot leave under any circumstances. Literally, the workers walk around in hazmat suits to bring us three meals a day and checks our temperature. I swear it's like a dystopian movie. I'm hoping to give a shout out to my dad as he'll be listening to the pot alone in his room until I'm allowed to be tested again in 10 days. Since we have nothing to do here in our room, we've decided to stay up and watch all the Sixers games at 1 a.m and listen to the pods after. My dad's name is David. If you're so kind to shout him out and give him a little Christmas surprise. And she sent a, a photo when she turned 21, writes Ricky Sanchez was involved two years ago. So we wish the best for you. That sucks. My friend Alex was in Alaska on vacation when he tested positive and they sent him to a COVID hotel where, where they, they're, they're like keeping an eye on you. Like you're not allowed to leave. So that's tough. Yeah, very tough. So Allie and David, the dad, we wish you the best. Get better, Allie, even though it seems like you're, you're fine. Maybe you can get into the NBA protocols and get out in six days. Who knows? Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Say the name. 
Welcome to the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin with no mic, but producer CJ along for the 3000 Apple podcast review pod. Thanks for hanging out, CJ. It's an honor. There's no place I'd rather be, including watching the team play. <laughs> so this started, if you're listening for the, if you've never heard one of these or don't even know what this is, this started as we were, as we begun the pod, I said at one point, maybe a few hundred five-star ratings in. Then when we got to a thousand, I would read every review on a podcast, not really thinking about how hard it was. And I'll never forget when I started to do the first one, I had my Yeti mic on the couch with with my laptop. And I'm like, this isn't going to be that bad. And I got through maybe five of them. (laughs) And it was so bad. (laughs) It was really, really bad. It was way harder than I thought it was going to be. So naturally, I did it for the 2000th five-star rating as well. And here we do. Here we are sitting at 3,000. I've been promising it for a while. We stopped reading the Apple Podcast reviews on the pod for a while, but then we started doing it again. It ramped up again. And a note, because somebody tweeted us, on, on US Apple, <clears throat> you cannot see the reviews from other countries, and they do not count toward your total. But I do subscribe to a website. I pay $50 a year called My Podcast Reviews, where I can see the other ones. But if we were counting that, we would have been at 3,000 a while ago. So I've promised to do the non-US version of this sometime during the summer. So I am going to read all of the Apple podcast reviews from Apple starting with January 3rd, 2019. And I'm not going to read the subject line. I've realized that takes too long. And if somebody did a really long review, sometimes they copy like Shakespeare into the review just to fuck me on this. I'm not going to read it. I'll read the first few words and that's it. And I think that's about it. At some point, a little while, in a little while, when I need a break, we'll talk about the Defector article from Dan McQuaid today about color world technology. And somebody asked in the YouTube chat, because we're doing this live, they talked about people doing live commentary during games, as I mentioned, it was illegal. You're not allowed to do play-by-play. You're allowed to comment, but you're not allowed to describe what's going on. If you listen to the copyright at the end of every game, not only do they, they say that the pictures and descriptions of what are going on are property of the league. So even describing what is going on is the cop. I, I don't doubt that some people do it, but that's why I'm not doing it. Also, I'm not a play-by-play guy. So I guess I'll just start. Right, I have my stateside black label bourbon here. I brought the bottle up. I also have a spindrift because in case I need to hydrate without the bourbon. And I'll just start, right? CJ, if you notice something on the game, let me know. Let's do it. If Tyler Johnson comes in, it'll be the the first appearance from Tyler Johnson. So I, I I would love to be able to finish this by the end of the game. That's the goal. So I did the last one in about two and a half hours. So here it goes. All right. The podcast is great. Look forward to listening to it on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Keep up the good work. The pod dives into every little thing that is Sixers related while delivering high quality takes at the same time. Spike and Mike are very entertaining. Giant Sixers fans, but I can't say I've been a big podcast listener. In fact, I don't subscribe to any podcast. Figured my first one would be an RTRS listener because I always see Spike and Mike talking about it on Twitter. 
It did not disappoint. Some awesome topics of discussion. The jigsaw is hilarious. And I enjoyed hearing some interesting discussion about a squad that I hadn't thought about elsewhere. Man, this podcast is great. I've heard about Spike Eskin and his podcast. The honesty, sports knowledge, and acumen that's demonstrated on this podcast is truly a Sixers fan's dream. As a Philly resident currently living in Kansas, this podcast is a blessing to my sports soul, particularly your latest commentary tweets on Luka Doncic, who I agree is overhyped, skinny fat, and very slow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That, uh, that take held up as Luka is still very fat. <laughs> Unfortunately, I live in Portland. I have to go watch the Sixers lose at Motor Center the one time each year they're in town. The irony, despite being blown out this year, the score didn't matter to me because I planned to propose to my girlfriend after the game like any other process truster. I popped the question while wearing my Embiid jersey and she said yes. What's more romantic and process even getting engaged on a night when Embiid is out with an injury, TJ is the best player on the court, and Demetrius Jackson plays meaningful minutes? Anyway, love the pod five stars. Excellent podcast by a skinny white guy who gets everything using his dad's name and Spike Eskin. Oh, shot. Bynum and MCW would have made an unstoppable pick and roll combo. I'm blown away by how much the ads are. I called Cornblow. Hmm, I call I'm blown away by how much the ads are. I think he how, means how, how often? No, because the subject line is effective advertising and great Sixers talk. So I, I think he means how how much, I don't know. I'm blown away by how much the ads are. I called Cornblow. Thanks for this one. I'll email once it wraps. I also became concerned for dog arthritis, but my dog is 10 pounds and I'm not high class enough to buy a big barker. So I wrote RTRS on a memory foam pillow and surrounded my dog with memory foam like she was a stretch five being surrounded by shooters. I also love this Sixer stuff. Watching the Pacers game and giving three straight Sixers possessions, they went to Muscala in the corner and he hit two of them. He's officially now our Aaron Baines. A good podcast, by the way. Five stars. One star. Spike Eskin is a blowhard. Spike equals Howard. Caught him. This one's, yeah. <laughs> this one's line. This one's, uh, this one's long. I love the Ricky right there among my favorite podcasts, such as A Twilight World and Pauly Shore's Random Rants. My biggest issue, like most listeners, is Spike's obvious disdain for Will Ferrell. Every episode, it feels like some, Spike has something negative to say about a beloved American treasure who's blessed his devoted fans with classic performances time after time. Who could forget such iconic films as Melinda and Melinda, The Ladies' Man, and the critically acclaimed quintessential portrayal of the man in the yellow hat and Curious George? While he is well-renowned, while he is a well-renowned comedian, Farrell is truly a man of many talents. I'll always remember his eagerness to incorporate American history in his work. An anchorman, while courting the vivacious Miss Veronica C Corningstone, William Treeler's off William Treeler's offense with a kernel of American history. Unbeknownst to most, San Diego was discovered by the Germans in 1904. It was given the name San Diego after the aforementioned common German phrase, which translates verbatim into a whale's vagina. I need not even go into John C. Riley's transcendent performance as a ghost of Stonewall Jackson. Truly, Farrell's movies are only meant for those of the intelligentsia. To the untrained myopic eye, Farrell may seem to be a painfully average comedian on a career-ending ending, on a career-ending downward spiral. But us Ricky viewers know better. Nice try, Spike. But the collective ethos of your podcast patrons see through the facade as one of your quote takes. We will not be tricked by your thirsty takes, Spike. Considering this the only Sixers podcast, I expect you to hold yourself to a higher standard. TTP, and please no hate toward that man that blessed us with Zoolander 2 and Casa de Mi Padre. 
I think you need to start pushing that this is the only Corey Brewer podcast. <laughs> Despite having ever read Lord of the Flies, Spike Eskin displays an encyclopedic knowledge of, of all things dog bed and Sixers related on this legendary podcast. As a Sixers fan living in Celtics country, I can safe, safely say that Mike's pure straight hatred for Boston is what gets me through these hellish winters. A great pod that never disappoints. Uh, I have really read very few books and uh, Lord of the Flies is one of them that I remember that I definitely read every word of. Come for the Kent Bazemore trade proposals. Stay for the fact that Pike Spike apparently doesn't know what a would you rather is. The only thing more annoying than their sirens in the background is the volume for the jigsaw music. Five stars. I love the podcast, been listening for a little over a year now, and I got to say, this is the best podcast of them all. I'm going for a mortgage loan origination license tomorrow, and I plan to be listening to tonight's pod in the morning to calm my nerves. Thank you for what you guys do. TTP, a guy who went to NASA and a guy who works for Ben Simmons. Listen to two relatively insightful Sixers analysts proffer consistently blended emotion, hot takes, and decent perspective while also undergoing live experimental confirmation of the five stages of grief, Ari Markel Fultz. They're somewhere around acceptance right now, but might fall down a bargaining hole at any given minute. 10 out of 10, five stars would grieve again. If you trust, then you need it. Best way to stay connected, TTP. Why is there always a police siren in the background? (laughs) Finally figured out why the cuss cries. The cuss cries because Kyrie will be playing in New York while the Celtics have to spend millions on the ghost of Gordon Hayward and a quickly decaying Al Horford, who's only a season away from contemplating the patented Wilson Chandler embalming process. Boy, that guy had no idea what was coming. Happy to leave a review for a podcast, The Ringer's own Kevin O'Connor called Influential in a recent article. Five stars. Give me a break, Spike. I utter this phrase a few times per episode, but that doesn't make the pot, make me like the pod any less. Mike balances Spike well, and they both seem, seem like dudes I'd want to head over to Yards to share a beer with. Keep up the good work. This podcast contains the most on-point and timely humor of any Philly sports podcast or any sports media podcast in the city of brotherly love. This is not a show to listen to if you're easily offended by off-color humor. However, in fairness, that's if that's the case, then grow up already. The frank nature of the Sixers content found in this podcast is refreshing, sometimes even makes a, sm- a strong point. Although it's still a bit times overzealous about the legacy of Hinky. Although there are actually quite a few times I find the conversation babbling onto an abyss of nonsense, but thankfully the ability to fast forward to the really entertaining bits gives me the five-star rating. In the end, I'm glad the guys have been able to adjust their podcast culture to follow suit with the meteoric, meteoric rise of JoJo Ben and the 76ers. <laughs> I've been looking for a podcast that combines both Sixers talk and frequent police sirens. I've reached my final destination. We'll take a second to talk about our sponsor, SeatGeek. That's right. Getting their money's worth on this one, aren't That's they? Right. That's right. <laughs> SeatGeek really getting their money's worth. Hey, people are going to stuff again, even with Omicron, people are going to stuff again. And I can't blame you. I like going to stuff, going to sporting events, going to concerts, going to see comedians, all that stuff. The problem with it, aside from crowds and, you know, that kind of stuff, is where do you get the tickets? You Google it. It's pretty confusing. You don't know where the original source of the tickets is. The resellers, you don't know which ones you can trust, which you can't trust. Get your butt over to SeatGeek. Use the SeatGeek app. What SeatGeek does 
is it takes all of those ticket sellers, the resellers, and puts them all into one app and gives you one price. Not only that, it tells you if the price is good or if it's bad. It scores it from zero to 10, zero being bad, 10 being good. And they also use color coding if you don't like numbers. So like a 9.7 would be dark green. It'd be an amazing price. So if you want to go see Amos Lee at the Met in April, if you want to go see the War on Drugs at Madison Square Garden in January, any of those things, just go to SeatGeek. You, you only need that. There's a reason they have fifty over 50,000 five-star ratings. Man, imagine them having to read all those. huh? Over 50,000 five-star ratings on the Apple store. Use code RTRS for 20 bucks off your first purchase. RTRS for 20 bucks off your first purchase. And if you don't want to use the app, that's fine. You got enough apps, just go to the website, seatgeek.com. Use the code RTRS for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek, it's the only ticket site you need. Back to the reviews. I've been looking for a podcast that combines both Sixers talk and frequent police sirens. I've reached my final destination. The sirens are pretty much gone now that Mike has moved. It's sad. I miss them. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. We yeah. should, in our new platform, can't we play sound effects? We can, so, yeah. Can you fuck with them a little bit? You yeah. take a, a far away? yeah. All right. Hello, hello, Spike and Mike. I'm a college freshman, and today was my first class in oral communication. The professor had us write introductory cards to get the class familiarized with one another. One of the things we had to share was our favorite piece of pop culture. I knew this was the perfect opportunity to say the name. After introducing myself, I concluded saying that I currently listen to the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast. The professor asked me, what was that again? The Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast, I replied. A second of silence ensued as I knew she and the rest of the class had no idea what I was talking about. It's a Sixers podcast, I said short after, to which the professor confusedly nodded and and in turn continued to read the syllabus. I could only smile knowing that I said the name even when I knew knew nobody would understand, just like the process haters, Celtics fans, and national media. Of course, they would. Knicks fan and LA transplant fawn over wingspan switchability and fresh legs with the occasional Stan Van Gundy chirp. Disclaimer, the ringer is an initial investor in RTRS. Not true. Short review. Thanks. Walking climate change. Globobon warming, you might even say. Oh, that's a Boban joke. Five stars for Mike only. It amazes me that after all these years, Spike still understands basketball so little. One star for Spike. Yikes. I just want to break in and say I'm right a lot. More than I'm given credit for. I'm just, I'm right more than, I'm only right about the bad things. though. The one and only Sixers podcast, shout out to LL. New listener, strictly here for the climate change debate. Did we have a, a debate on climate change? In 2019, we must have. There's a bunch of reviews. What, what month are you in? February 2019. Okay. Hmm. That's what was happening in February 2019. That... I, I don't know, but I, I've never been as long. I've never been like, obviously, Mike is not a climate change denier, and I am not. <laughs> I don't think anyone sure. is. Here. I have a lot of opinions, but. I don't have any controversial opinions on climate change. So I'm curious what that's about. The only podcast for terrified villagers, climate change. The only Sixers podcast. Great pod, quality Sixers content. Five-star review, 3 a.m. emergency podcast to cover a Boban trade. What else do you need to know? 
after so many years of publishing a pod immediately before news breaks, they finally got the timing right on February 6th. Unfortunately, it means Spike will never sleep again. From Arslan Kazemi to Zaire Smith, the guys from the Ricky have given Sixers fans a place to laugh with fellow cult members. Mike can be a little too forceful with his politics around November, <laughs> but his constant rosy outlook for, on the Sixers makes up for it. This podcast is the only podcast that my 10-year-old son and I both enjoy. It makes our time together in the car much more fun. We've learned a lot about what goes into building a professional basketball team and learned a lot about the game too. I love how quickly Mike switched. He switched his, you can get those guys anywhere take from athletic switchable wings who can do a little bit of everything to knock down three-point shooters this morning. By the way, at this point now, it's, uh, it's centers who can shoot threes. Boban on the pod immediately. Timing, meh, you guys are okay. <laughs> Republicans don't believe we got a backup center. There must have been a climate change joke about Boban. Huh. The only Sixers podcast, the only podcast that schedules emergency trade pods in advance. Two guys talk about the Sixers almost as much as they talk about lawyers, jewelry, and dog beds. I wish I could stop listening, but they have the only Sixers podcast. It's almost unimaginable that a sports podcast hosted by a duo of guys named Spike and Mike, one of whom works at WIP and is literally the spawn of Howard Eskin, could be anything but shot jock, hot take fest. I was pleased to find out it's actually a smug, self-satisfied series of obscure local advertisements disguised as a bizarre collection of inside jokes with the occasional bad basketball take thrown in to keep up appearances. I only keep listening in hopes Tony Roten appears at one of their strange live gatherings and is awarded the copyright to trust the process. Speechless. There's only one Sixers podcast and this is it. The only fit, only fitting that Tobias Harris will be wearing Willie Green 33 to honor his namesake podcast review system of the maniacs who got up at 3 a.m. to talk about. Bruce Springsteen is overrated and Boston fans are the absolute worst. Must listen for any Sixers fan out there. I think it's funny you're reading this on the podcast. Salute. The only Sixers podcast. If I had to imagine what archaeologists will discover in the remains of the city of Philadelphia 1,000 years from now, it'll be a two-by-two-foot time capsule, including a piece of the Liberty Bell, the soggy molded remains of Steve's Prince of, Cheese, Steve's Prince of Steaks cheesesteaks, and a big Barker dog bed, fully intact with a foam that never flattens. Five stars. The Boban Marjanovic of podcasts. Five out of 12 stars. There was a time in process history when acquiring Malachi Richardson and a second round pick would have triggered an emergency pod and a 15 minute segment on Amir. I don't know. <laughs> Pearl's Dick's uh, <clears throat> potential as a future small ball five. I'm sure Mike would have known how to pr pronounce that. Oh, how times have changed. In 2016, I got Sam Hinkie's resignation letter professionally bound and gave it to my brother for Christmas. Five stars. I've met her before. Hey, Becca. She's a nice person, and she did do that. I saw that bed. Here for the dog beds, stay for updates on the Ben Simmons show, the only Sixers podcast. Came for the Sixers, love, stayed for the LeBron Stan Van Gundy takes. Love this podcast. Thank you guys for talking Sixers for over an hour on each podcast. Keep it up, Cornblow. We were always right, forever. Mike and Spike, greater than Mike and Ike's. LeBron could be in the middle of this epic accumulation. LeBron could be in the middle of this epic accumulation in Philly. Instead, he's sitting at the end of LA's bench, down 40, five stars. 
I'm a Sixers fan in LA. I'm not saying I'm alone because when we because we all know there's tons of Jewish kids from the Delaware Valley like myself that came out here to chase their Hollywood moment. You're an artist, Levin. Don't let them tell you otherwise. However, when I'm sitting in my office on trade deadline day and I do go on a rant about how skeptical I am parting ways with unprotected picks, nobody cares. It gets kind of lonely around here. But then all hell breaks loose. Fultz gets traded and I demand an emergency podcast on Twitter and the Ricky boys respond immediately. Thanks for making me feel close to home, guys. Five stars all day. Someone crack a yingling for me. They don't serve that stuff out here. Needed something new that wasn't a talking head. I miss Shamit too. As an OG, my favorite Sixers era was the 80s, and Doc is my guy. However, love this team and the ride that is the process. Can only imagine if there was a Ricky or maybe a Jelly Bean podcast back then to bring it home like RTRS. Wins over the Nuggets and Lakers after the trade deadline means Mike will be ultra positive for every podcast until after we win the championship in five over Golden State on a TJ Boban pick and roll. Their chemistry is undeniable. Thanks, Sam and Elton. Listening to Spike and Mike on on a reporting trip to Warsaw after another heartbreaking Sixers loss to the Celtics made my morning much easier. It's free, but they should charge. Mike Levin is the spirit animal for all four of us rational Sixers fans and a source of calm after every loss when all of NBA Twitter is screaming for Brett Brown to be fired. Pair him with a closeted Knicks fan who says nice things about Philly sports despite his dad, and you've got a tandem that fits better than a St. Bernard and a Big Barker. They turned a dark time in Sixers lore into a single trademark phrase that made us care about Elliott Williams and second round picks that will make your morning commute just as interesting. Five stars. Being from Bethlehem, Bethlehem, as they, uh, that's, by the way, that was an, an argument. I don't know if any, any, uh, any Ricky people remember the little argument I got into Mike about people from Bethlehem, PA, pronouncing it Bethlehem, because he, he wrote about it in the Ben Simmons show or the something. Rock, like the no, Rock. no, no. In his Ben Simmons show, he wrote oh. about the, the, the town of Bethlehem. Oh, okay. And I, I said, oh, people from there call it Bethlehem. And he was like, eh, I never heard that. And I was like, but I'm telling you, it's true. He's like, eh, I never heard that. And then we got dueling emails about whether anyone actually pronounces it Bethlehem. But I do think people in Beth, Bethlehem pronounce it. Do you remember it being brought up when we were discussing the Young Rock episode? Oh no! Did it? Did, oh, is that when it got brought up? Well, it was. It couldn't have brought up in 2019. This, yeah. this, so you. Okay. It happened in both instances, but you must have forgotten because I specifically oh. remember him saying the same thing that it was Bethlehem, <laughs> and then you saying, "No, I think it's, it's the other Bethlehem. one. It's Bethlehem." And then he was like, "Oh, maybe I don't know." Hmm. It wasn't an argument though. It was like just you know. being from Bethlehem. And now residing in the Midwest, I was disconnected for the Sixers for a while. My two sons got me back into basketball in 2013, just in time for me to start learning about the process. And Sam, thank you for pulling me back in and bringing me humor, insight, civil discourse, and superb advertising to each pod. Keep up the good work, and maybe Al Horford and Gordon Hayward will finally miss a three in the, in the playoffs. TTP, long live Rock, Cove, and let's bring back Tony Roten because Dario is never coming over. We were right. Thank you both. A perfect counterweight to the Celtics minister of propaganda, Bill Simmons, filled with humor and wisdom for genuine Sixers loyalists, laps the field the way Dave Waddle used to in his high school 800-meter races. My feelings toward this pod- podcast usually mirror my emotion toward the team, using the scale of team enjoyment spectrum, of course. Love the pod. 
Love the Sixers, but nothing is more entertaining than listening to Mike Celtics rants at half speed. Love it. Y'all are wonderful. More episodes are emergency podcasts than not. Zaire Smith has a sesame allergy and was suspected dead emergency podcast. JJ Reddick deleted his social media accounts because he's, quote, not on social media. Emergency podcast. Markel Fultz may or may not have had fluid injected or removed from his shoulder. Markel Fultz may or may not have made passive aggressive press conference comments. Emergency pod. If none of them seem like an emergency to you, this is probably not the podcast for you. Five stars. Nothing makes my awful commute to class better than listening to Mike's antics, Spike's uncomforting laugh, and wanting to adopt a process pup just to say I have a big bark or bed than this podcast. Great input that is typically negative of the Sixers play, but makes makes it so much more rewarding when the team actually has a great game. Devoted passion for players who are loyal to the process and a united hate toward Boston. This is the only Sixers podcast. Thanks, Hanky. TTP, five stars. Love the rights to Ricky. It's a great way to try and ignore my job while also acknowledging the fact that Spike's adult boy father will likely be the reason Bryce Harper doesn't come here or get a $25 million increase in negotiations. Overall, great work, Spike and Mike. Well, swung and missed on that one, didn't we? Uh, I've always liked the podcast, but now that I've heard Run the Jewels on an Oscar commercial, I know this pod is legit. Run the Jewels was our intro music for a while, and then we had to stop. Uh, but they cut us a good deal on it. Could have been way more expensive. Third best podcast featuring two guys doing advertisements for dog beds and jewelry who accidentally complained about the Sixers, five stars. Joel. Five stars for the podcast that taught my one-year-old son how to dance, thanks Run the Jewels, and consistently reminds me with its various segments and moving parts what it's like to prepare for teaching a college course. Only I teach in religious studies and often wonder if it's teaching more than a toddler dance moves, offering cult-like catchism for the process. Listening to the guys enlighten us on the bright future of the ghost of Amir Johnson and Jonathan Simmons' irrational confidence helps me get through the morning until the goat Boban returns. Five stars. See, this is this is where, like, it's starting to hurt because we're not even through February 2019. It started in January. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough, but we're, <laughs> we're making progress. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. What's the score of the game? Uh, we're getting wiped, 32-15. Oh wow! And the Hawks have everybody in in what's it called in protocols, right? Yeah. I mean, Trey Young is, Herder is, yep, yada, yep. Yada. Danilo and Tyler Johnson has checked in. Uh oh! All right, I'm not going to do play by play, but I'm he has watch. one. Re- he has one rebound. I see him. Oh, he's wearing he's wearing a white t-shirt. Well, he, he mm. did wear t-shirts. Oh, all right. So <laughs> they called timeout. Okay, if. I'm going to go nuts if Tyler Johnson, like if there's a bucket, you know, anyway, writing this review only after I woke up from a nap. Wait. Yeah. Right. Writing this review only after I woke up from a nap where I dreamt Boban was a character in Dragon Ball Z. He was best friends with Goku and Vegeta and hated and Vegeta hated his guts. Also, for some reason in this universe, he's an Oscar winning director and an actor in a biopic of his own life. Side note. I was wearing the cookies, hoops, bullies tee during this nap. Anyway, second best podcast that makes me aware of my surroundings when I hear sirens on the way to work. Five stars. Um, there we go. The premier emergency Sixers podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Great podcast. Always worry for Mike's safety. Sirens make it sound like the feds are closed again. <laughs> 
Looking forward to the podcast where you discuss the league appointing Hinky to oversee the clueless dumpster fire taking place in the wasteland that is Phoenix. Did anyone see Brett's dad at the Harper press conference? Oh, that's me, Brett. Did anyone see Brett's dad at the Harper press conference looking like a wannabe gangster? Great pod that helps me figure out where I stand on all things Sixers. By the way, Dennis and Glenside's subject line was 25 greater than 21, question mark. Nope. Mike and Spike ramble about the basketball team in Philadelphia, who happens to be affiliated with the most dysfunctional organization of all of sports. Coming soon from this duo is a podcast devoted exclusively, exclusively to the team's medical staff, whose track record is itself Colangelo-esque. Mixed into the general we will never be good enough banter, our recommendations on what you should drink, how your dog should sleep, where you should buy jewelry, and something about calling a cornblow for legal advice. A five-star podcast option amongst many four-star and below competitors. You know, we've had a bunch of cornblow mentions. We might as well talk about cornblow. Also getting his money's worth on this one. Cornblow and cornblow, the official law firm of the process. I have been in a few car accidents, none of them my fault. But one of them, I was rear-ended by a drunk driver who was on PCP. I ended up having to have hip surgery. My my wife's car was totaled. And uh, I ended up going through a personal injury lawsuit. And it was terrible. I did not have cornblow. It takes a really long time. These things are really complicated. Doctor's visits and, uh, and phone calls and lawyers and all that kind of stuff. If you are hurt, in any sort of accident, slip and fall, injured at work, yada, yada, yada. You need somebody you can trust. And that's what Cornblow is for. Cornblow and Cornblow, the official law firm of the process, been there 40 years. The original Cornblow and Cornblow was Cornblow's mom and his dad. Now it's Cornblow and his mom. There's several Cornblows in there though. And the most important thing about this is you hear and see advertisements for personal injury law firms all the time. But what they really are is like referral services. You call and you don't actually get those people. That's not who you're actually dealing with. But in a case of Cornblow, it's always going to be a Cornblow. And Adam, who is a, a genuinely really good person, has helped a lot of our listeners with non-personal injury uh, legal advice. And he does that too. So if you need a lawyer at any point, uh, and especially if it's personal injury, they specialize in medical malpractice, but do it all. Cornblow and Cornblow, 215-576-7200. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything, nothing, unless he ends up you know, making you money in a personal injury lawsuit. 215-576-7200. Ask for Adam. Email cornblow at cornblow and cornblow.com. Cornblow and Cornblow, the official law firm of the process. Um, Lance Stevenson has checked in now. Hmm. I think this is kind of fun. All these players that haven't been in the NBA forever, don't you? Yeah, it's it's weird to hold it all to the same level, though. Like people always talked about, like, oh, how much you know validity is there to a bubble ring? But now it's just like oh. we're playing we're playing games with like rosters that are right, like G League teams. Like, what are we doing? I'm not suggesting well, cancel the league. I just think it's silly that like half these teams are. You know, well. I, I guess what I would say is this point, it's at this point in the season every year where it gets super boring, where you don't know what to do. So at least it's like, I don't know, there's something to talk about. And if I'm the NBA from a strategy standpoint, you're going to let all the players test positive now. Most of them are asymptomatic. You Then you're going to give yourself an excuse not to test them for 90 more days like the NFL. And you end up having a month of disruption 
for maybe a home stretch that ends up being better. I don't know. I guess I could make that argument. I mean, who knows? Who the fuck knows? Mike, we haven't gotten to that point yet. We're going to get to the point in the reviews where COVID starts. You know, like that. Oh, yeah. Wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's only a, don't worry, it's only a year away. <laughs> We're a year Mike, out. Yeah. <laughs> Mike and Spike ramble on about the basketball team in Philadelphia who happens to be affiliated with the most dysfunctional organization. Oh, I already did this one. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't even remember that I did that one. All right, hang on. The pod ties to my favorite things, delusional fans and anxiety due to my favorite team. Spike and Mike bring a refreshing yet nihilistic approach to to a team which is increasing in popularity from bandwagon fans annually. I would rate a six of five, but Mike won't reply to my Twitter DMs and only limits us to a single lick face a pod. The only one team-based podcast where the host doesn't like any of the players of said team except for one guy, which the team traded a few months ago. That is a Covington reference. Mm. And also the only podcast where you get expert analysis like, I look at his eyes and he has high eyes. Great, Scott. Five stars. Writes Ricky Sanchez is such a great podcast. Keeps me entertained at my terrible job when I have to sweep and mop the floors. When my friends ride in the car with me, not very often because my car doesn't have heat or door handles, they say, turn that podcast on. I love all the special segments you guys have. I've started a Sixers meme page on Instagram called Eric Jr. It would mean a lot from Sixers fans to check it out. JJ Redick on a cold streak is just as useless as a fidget spinner. Five stars. I played the last pod worry... I played the last pod, Worry, in the car down to the center on Sunday with my grandkids. They're twins, 15, and their younger brother, 13. We listened and laughed and talked about hoops and bead. Could you guys lose the spaz that slash spastic jokes? It's an actual medical thing, dudes. Be better than the president. That's a low bar. Cool. Sad, that to, sad that? report that uh, Eric Jr. on Instagram has not posted in over two years. Oh, boy. Wow. This is a nice try. Has Tyler Johnson scored yet? No. I don't believe so, no. I see him playing. This is not play-by-play, but I would. I imagine I've seen him playing effective defense, positional defense. He was, in, he was in for a minute and then got taken out, I guess. So oh. maybe he did, maybe he did but, something. No, I think he's he's in there now. Oh, is he? Yeah, then yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. The yeah, ESPN yeah. app is not okay. updating. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah, yeah, they need more bodies. We get it. Best Sixers podcast, hands down, bigly wonderful. I gauge if someone is a true Sixers fan strictly on if they listen or not. Police sirens, bandwagon guilt, hinky gods, and banners about other banners. This podcast has everything you'll ever need, like ever. Spike is a golden-spooned man-child who hates Jimmy Butler, and the other guy, the unnamed Mike, give birth to Zaire Smith in a loving marriage with Mike Muscala. The only podcast that talks about their podcast yet somehow consistently delivers the most complete and heartfelt coverage of our beloved Sixers. Without question, the Ricky is by far the best, quote, Sixers podcast available. Old man and younger man excitedly talk about very young men. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Sorry, I'm looking to see. Nope. Just fitting in, Tyler Johnson. Join the legions of opposing teams fans that love to hate listen to this podcast. The best BDSM hoops podcast out there. Anyone ever notice how Mike never misses an opportunity to mention that he plays basketball? As if a weekly game at the West Hollywood JCC somehow gives his basketball takes more credibility. It's seriously seriously reaching JJ says he's not on social media levels of insufferability. Just stop it already. We get it. 
Mike is not much of a takesman. Mostly it just takes just makes long colluded, long convoluted analysis and starts rambling. On top of, of his opinions being wrong, he seldom goes against AVCC and does not construct takes well at all. Do better, Mike. AVCC is a, a reference from The Art of the Take. Did you ever listen to that podcast? I, did. Uh, I, I think I listened to like the most recent episode when after I saw like the 10th comment in the YouTube, like, oh, bring back Art of the Take. Yeah, well, there's only, we, we hid most of them. We took them off the internet because a lot of people in, in today's day and age don't like get the joke. And it was a, we had so much fun doing the podcast. And I always said for the most intense Ricky's fans, the Art of the Take was actually their favorite podcast. Yeah. And what we did was it was me, Joe Giglio, and Jack Fritz. And we used to sit down in our office at WIP and break down why certain takes like worked. Yeah. And uh, and then we would do it on we started doing it on the podcast. And then very early in it, we started doing it with like political takes and we'd mm-hmm. laugh about them. But then people it, it was amazing because everybody who listened to the podcast got what we were doing. But I got worried for all of us that somebody wouldn't get what we were doing, but it was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Anyway, AVCC is accidental viral critical consensus. And is a theory that I brought up that is the idea that people start believing things uh, because one person said them, one person who is a tastemaker and there ended up being an accidental consensus based on what that one person said like uh if somebody if if zach lowe said you know what actually nikola Jokic is really good at defense and then but this would happen with everything and you know like entertainment so on and so forth so that's what avcc is i enjoy that spike just psa to everyone about how bad dairy is after confessing his love for fried bologna Lottery, lottery party idea. Mike eats sheep's milk brie off of Boban's naked hairless body. Love this pod. Been a listener for three years and I never wrote a review. I love being a part of this strange, weird, wonderful band of process Sixers fans. More importantly, I love explaining my new t-shirts to friends and family every time a new one comes out. Keep up the good work. Go Sixers. Tyler Johnson hit a fucking three. Tyler Johnson three alert. And I fucking missed it. God damn it. I missed it. Good looks, Josh B. in the chat for pointing out. <laughs> Maybe they'll show a replay here. You they can't got get in trouble. You can't get in trouble for for doing play by play of a replay. Look at him. Mm. It's, it's my guy right there. I've been waiting years for this. He looks out of breath. He does look <laughs> out of breath. Uh, love the pod. Love the Sixers, and appreciate the shout out. Half marathon. That's not far, right? Today, I went to the bathroom and saw urine on the very top of the urinal, and I immediately thought about this podcast and how much I love listening to you guys talk Sixers every week. I also couldn't help but wonder, did somebody I work with really not go with the option to always have a stone in their shoe? TTP forever and ever. Oh, it must have been a jigsaw. As I suffer through this game, my mind naturally wanders to the following question. If the Sixers win at all this year, does Markel get a ring? Is he at the parade? If you enjoy podcasts on basketball and especially the Sixers, this pod is for you. In fact, you can save time not listening to other pods as those just try to pass off what is discussed on the Ricky pod as their own. Listen to the definitive basketball podcast. Listen to the rights to Ricky Sanchez. If you're a fan of The Athletic and thesis slash supporting evidence style arguments, this isn't for you. Good Sixers passion, but ultimately vacuous like Philly talk radio. 
we're not being sold in the New York Times. <laughs> so, Einstein, so Einstein said, when you sit with a pretty girl for two hours, you think it's only a minute. But when you sit on a hot stove for a minute, you think it's two hours. My real question is, do you speed up or slow down run the jewels in the beginning of the pod? Because I swear there are some days where it seems to play at double speed and others where it seems to be playing at half speed. Or is that just my brain using relativity using relativity, reacting positively to a we won pod and negatively to a we lost pod. I never changed the uh, the speed of that. I had a vivid dream last night where I was at the lottery party and AU came up to me with a list of seven bands. He asked if I knew any of them. I studied the list and when I replied that I didn't, disgusted, he swiped the paper out of my hands and yelled, fuck you at me before walking away like a little kid who was taking his ball and going home. Maybe this is a sign. The absolute favorite of this athletic subscriber, and yet I still keep listening to the ringer stuff. Spike and Mike, please help me confirm. Please help confirm for me that in the next group chat and the ringer's other basketball crap is rotting my brain. I love the idea of Chris Ryan and Gonza Sixers fans, but they're both terrible. Today, Chris agreed that it was all luck that the Nets guards have shot poorly from three in that series. Really? How can I think they're offering any insight on the other teams when their Sixers experts are so terrible on my team? Yikes. One of the most sharp, witty, hilarious, and nuanced discussions in the NBA. It happens to feature a lot of Sixers, which is fine, even if you're a fan of another team like me. Unlike the human centipede, national media continually recycling its own feces, it tastes great. And I think insisting it tastes great. Mike and Spike give their honest opinions of the 76ers after having actually watched the game. This podcast is great. Five stars. Keep up the charitable work and excellent podcasting. People who think there needs to be more math have clearly not gone back and listened to you grade every single one of Hinky's moves and draft picks. Doesn't get any more math than that. Also, Max Jimmy. Spike and Mike tap into the pulse of the Philly sports fan and comprehensive take on the Sixers. This is a podcast we recommend a dude and bro show. Not enough real plus minus or other various numbers I can't calculate, but used to throw in the faces of those, I argue. More math. My favorite podcast, Spike and Mike have great chemistry. It's very informative, fun, and an easy listen to keep up the great work. Making this request now while the Sixers wave the white flag here, can you tell fans of the rights to Ricky Sanchez to stop using Dietrich as their Twitter profile? Vix slash Avies. It's kind of stalkerish. It's been a year after the article. Excuse me. Besides that, great stuff. I've been listening to the pod for the past five years. I honestly don't know why I like it. Maybe it's because they sometimes talk about basketball. Maybe it's Mike's liberal agenda, or maybe it's because I wait in great anticipation for a rebel bark or siren in the background. But it dawned on me the other day why Spike revealed his real name to be Brett. It all clicked. I love this podcast because it's a Brettception. I, also Brett, listen to pessimistic Brett talk about the best person in the Sixers organization, the real Brett, and I just can't get enough. FYI, for those counting at home, it's three Bretts, which is plenty of math in my mind. First off, love the podcast. I think every team should have a podcast like yours, a podcast dedicated to one team. I just started listening to your podcast. I'm not going to lie. I listen every time it's posted. The love you have for the Sixers is amazing. Every basketball podcast I listen to are good, but they don't have the passion yours has for a team. And I miss that with basketball. I sometimes feel basketball has turned into a player over team game. So I'm happy when I hear your podcast. Do you have to like beat this into oblivion, guy? I get it. So I'm happy when I hear your podcast that your love for the Sixers is above everything else. Thanks for the podcast. I should say, after all that, my favorite team is not the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd rather get shot execution style with a TJ with a t-shirt cannon than watch Kawhi go off. Dudes chat in Sixers at a reasonable volume, occasionally interrupted by the inexplicably loud intro to a segment <laughs> on my relationship advice. A wide spectrum of topics about how a guy looks like a wet potato to set screens and pick and roll defense. Love the pod. It's the like podcast. Like, 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 like. Guys, I got to be honest. I used to love the show, but Mike's deal with brotherly love has clearly made it so you guys cannot speak the truth anymore. <laughs> ben Simmons is a subpar basketball player for the amount of God-given physical ability he was gifted with. He's been awful. The fact that he refuses to shoot is the craziest topic that people don't talk about enough, and it's glaring how much you avoid talking about it because Mike can't say anything about Ben. <laughs> the conflict of interest has hurt the credibility of the show. TTP. Given that there's not much competition in the realm of Sixers podcast, with this being the only one, there's no choice but to listen to this one. Whether you come just for Run the Jewels, a jigsaw, the never-ending support of Brett Brown, or to hear a fast-talking AU give his expert opinion, this podcast is for everyone, especially your obnoxious Bucks fans friend. P.S. Brad Stevens is on the hot seat. Um, our final sponsor of the pod, even though we are not even close to halfway in, is L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, L.L. Pavorsky, the original sponsor of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. You know, I almost think L.L. should read some of these, but showing him how to log into this site to read them. <laughs> yeah, be there's, tough. Just, there's just no chance. I'll never forget, I believe, the first time I met L.L. Have I, have I ever told you this? So his son, Jake, who now works for the tournament, the basketball tournament, was like 15 and he wanted to like be a writer, want to be a basketball blogger. And he was like a Twitter friend with all of us. And I had the Sixers party at, it was like the second one I threw or the third one I threw. And I had it at big Charlie's, which is a Kansas city chiefs bar in South Philly, very small dive bar. And it's 21 and older because it's just a bar. And I walked in for this party and I see two people sitting there a child and a guy in a suit, Jake and LL. LL had gotten his son into the party and was there and ended up sponsoring our podcast. Wonderful guy uh, is going to sell uh, CJ, the engagement ring that he eventually buys at some point sold Mike, the engagement ring that he used to, uh, to, uh, to propose to Alyssa and has sold over 230 engagement rings to rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners. Rudd, just a, a charming man. The, the store is beautiful, clean, and like no pressure. You walk in there. Most jewelry stores, they're, they're just on you, not L.L. Pavorsky. In fact, you got to make an appointment to go in there anyway, to, especially to get an engagement ring. 215-627-2252. Lee at LLPavorsky.com. Tweeted him at L.L. Pavorsky. And uh, he has always supported our charities from the beginning. In fact, we didn't even take any money. Um, we just gave it to the charities, Province Animal Center and Coded by Kids. Uh-oh, CJ. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. LL does not stand for law-abiding. Ah, there you go. It, but that's abiding. I was yeah. thinking of another L. Couldn't think yeah. of it. Stick with one L. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. 
I'm a longtime Sixers fan who grew weary of the team during the Ed Stefanski years. When the Sixers hired Sam Hinkie and TTT was born, I became a huge fan again. Thanks for the great podcast. I listen to every show. If you have time, there's a great podcast with a long Sam Hinkie interview. It's called Invest Like the Best. And the episode number 88 was called Data, Decisions, and Basketball. The show aired May 22nd, 2018. You get a really great insight into how Hinkie's mind works and just how thoughtful and smart he was. He is. Wish he were here. Wish he were still the GM. TTP. Woke up after a long night of drinking, missing my phone and wallet, checked my bank account to make sure my card wasn't stolen, and my most recent purchase was a, quote, party boy JJ t-shirt at 1.30 a.m. Couldn't have been happier. That was definitely me. The mead ads inspired me to brew my own mead. And on my 21st birthday the other day, my first legal purchase I made was a case of the flavor swap. Much better than everything I've made. Shout out Colleen Meadery. Five stars. Mostly a great Sixers podcast, but it's not really about the Sixers. It's weird to explain. Thankfully, they've made the proper adjustments to include more math. As a Lancaster PA native and Sixers fan living halfway around the globe, always love the lively banner and hot takes from the glass half empty spike and glass overflowing mic. <laughs> not as whiny or politicky as on Twitter. Spike is not as whiny as combat- and combative as he is on Twitter. Mike isn't as politicky as he is on Twitter. Five stars for the only Sixers podcast. The Infowars slash Breitbart of Sam Hinkie truthers. I've been watching, I say in five minutes, I want to talk briefly about the Defector article today. You read through it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been watching basketball my whole life and I'm amazed at how much Spike and Mike see when they watch. I can't take in what everyone on the court is doing at all times like they can. Great perspective on basketball. But Mike, love you. But got to mention, when you say humans aren't supposed to eat dairy, oh, that's me. Uh, When you say humans aren't supposed to eat dairy, talk to an evolutionary biologist. Adaptation is the name of the game. Groups of humans able to capitalize on this food source end up evolving the digestive means to handle it. This is why some can and some are lactose intolerant. Factory farming and bovine growth hormones are horrible, though. Also something I said. Five stars. Love the Sixers' passion. I don't want to get into dairy. You're not supposed to consume dairy after infancy. You're not supposed to consume dairy from another animal. We're the only animals on the planet that do it. It's disgusting. You shouldn't do it. It's fucking gross. Just think about what you're eating. Is almond milk dairy? No. There's no dairy. It's not done come from a cow. I like almond milk. Yeah. Almond milk is good. Oat milk is wonderful. Very Does oat thick. milk last as long as almond milk does? Because that was the biggest like mind blowing thing for me that almond milk is like good for three months versus uh, whole milk is like a week. I don't know if oat milk does. Uh, cashew milk also good. Just you don't need soy milk. Soy you don't need all that soy. Almond milk's great though. Big fan of almond. I walk into the lo- local pizza buffet feeling confident. I pile plate after plate using mad engineering skills to load each one as high as possible. Occupying a center table, I make obnoxious grunting noises as I shovel my pothole, pie hole, re- eating slice after slice. Making numerous return trips to the buffet line, my display of gluttony draws shocked and disgusted stares from employees and patrons alike. I also pass intermittent gas, possibly from the growing intestinal pressure, possibly because I am a disgusting swine. Finally, breathing heavy and sweating profusely, I stagger to the men's room. I hold out my arms to slowly pinwheel. The pizza starts to head back up until I'm a projectile vomiting, covering the walls, sink, and floor. Tremendous relief sets in. 
I walk out feeling light and proud, although some gas continues to escape. I don't bother to clean up my little mess. <laughs> then I walk straight to my car and drive to Xfinity Live for the final lottery party. Sicko. That's so good. That's so good. Um, okay, so, so I'm looking at this guy in the chat saying that I'm Alex Jones. Is he saying that about the, the dairy thing? Yeah, I believe so. Ask him if the government is turning the frogs gay. That's a, like, I don't even want to get into that. But um, how am I? Or is he saying I'm Alex Jones because of the, the Breitbart InfoWars thing? He can't be saying that because that. It might have been the info. I, the I, info I, wars I'm thing. sure he's saying it satirically. Uh, Bobby yeah. Abreu Truther is a, a common chatter on the, on the, on the uh, Twitch okay. chat. So. On the Twitch. Okay. Yeah, he's. He's, he's not being mean. Okay. You're, you're, you're trying to protect them because I, I only see it out of the corner <laughs> yeah, of my yeah. eye. Right, right, right. I'm sorry, right. Bobby Abreu truther. But Bobby Abreu does not belong in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> my mother asked me what I would compare the process to. I said the process is Christianity and Jesus is Joel Embiid. I mean, am I wrong? Anyways, love the podcast. I've been a Sixers fan since the 10-win season and just found this podcast last fall. Big fan. You guys are actually amazing. The combo of actual analysis and completely random points is great. Can't wait to keep watching through college and see the Sixers win a championship. Hope the college thing worked out. I'm not a Sixers fan. I will never be a Sixers fan. Once I was heckled in the Wells Fargo Center. Another time I pretended not to understand the bus, the process chance from my seat a few sections away. I'm not proud that I listened to this podcast. It's a dirty, shameful secret, a burden I must bear alone. Five stars. This is my favorite Sixers podcast. It's the only one. Has JJ Redick ever gotten a loose ball? No, never. Will the foam flatten? It certainly won't. Does Mike love asking himself questions and answering them? He sure does. Love the pod. Keep it up. First, I heard about the podcast at the Timberwolves game in Minnesota. I sat a couple rows in front of a big crowd of Sixers fans. I later discovered they were all there thanks to this podcast. It was an amazing game to be at, so I decided to check out the podcast. These guys are hilarious and give you all the info you could learn on the 76ers organization players and games. I may live in Minnesota. It was not around for the process, but because of this podcast, I am now a Sixers fan. Oh, come on. Spike, I'm with you about feeling uneasy about signing both slash three all big names. Honestly, we have to offer a Jimmy contract, but he walks. With that said, I have two lineups that solves as many current issues as we can. JoJo, Mike Scott, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, and Ben. This gives us switchable. I, I'm not doing this whole fun. No, I, come on. I don't need to read that one. So if you're if you're here, the on the last pod, CJ did his deep dive onto Color World Technology. Is that the name of the company? Color so Star. Color, Color World's the app. Color Star is the, the company. Yeah. Did you see the, when they, I guess they actually did the virtual co- concert and they had the videos, the very low res videos of Machine Gun Kelly and Ashanti. Did, did, did they have the recordings like in out in public? So, so go on Twitter. If you go on media on their Twitter, and then you scroll all the way down. I, I saw them saying like, hey, yes, Kelly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just shouting But not out. the concert. But not the concert. Yeah. But it does not, have that. Okay, yeah. okay. So CJ does this deep dive. The CEO doesn't exist. He just graduated college. His LinkedIn profile is gone. Yada, yada, yada. It was a lot of fun. I was trying to get somebody to do a fucking story on this. And thankfully, Dan McQuaid from Defector did a story that is so 
deep into it that it's difficult to even follow. Right? Yeah, I I thought I did everything I could to find out every lick of information about this. Once I read that article, I was mind blown. I mean, they tried to reach off to everyone. The guy they got in contact with, the PR guy yeah. for Color Star. I, I I finished the article feeling more confused than how I felt about the situation before reading it. Well, because the the PR guy who doesn't even really work for Color Star didn't even know who Jared Heaps was or whatever. He thought he was a different guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and didn't know they had a background in construction. Nope. And and was really disappointed by the website. <laughs> yeah. As if he had just found out. Like, oh, damn, the website isn't good. What does he I'm do? Saying, What's his day-to-day? Right now, the Sixers, well, there's no way. Here's the first thing. There's no way they ever talk to anybody at Color Star Technology. That's why there was a a, a company mentioned that brokered this deal. This is some sort of fucking stock favor thing to somebody else. It's got to be Josh Harris or David Blitzer saying, "Hey, go do a deal, finish off this deal, do a, do a press release." I because I I can't imagine. I don't know. Chris Heck super well, but I just, I can't imagine him sitting in a room with, with even who Lucas Capetian is not even a real person. Yeah. So we got, we got an email that will keep anonymous that claimed to see different levels of investment that color star had gotten and Mm -hmm. the, the amount of millions that they were getting investment in. Yep. Do we think that the Sixers just saw this, amount thrown at them and they were like fuck it we'll take it and maybe did a couple minutes of research into this company but, saw the logo but, like if they if they just want if josh harris just wants to do some money deal he doesn't need to involve the sixers to do it do you know what i'm saying and by the way i was looking at their stock history the stock was like eight dollars in 2018 yeah for like yeah, a week or something that's pretty. I feel like everyone went into, uh, you know, like March 2020, which we are we're, we're close there in the podcast yeah. uh, reading. March 2020, everyone kind of went into their stock uh, phase of their life because mm-hmm. everything was tanking. So it was like, oh, buy cheap and stuff. Yeah. And if you, a lot of those penny stocks have that similar history, where mm-hmm. like 10 years ago they were like trading for a lot more money, and then just over the course of a couple of days they tank down to under a dollar and then they just stay there and uh, until they're delisted um and you can't buy the stock now apparently so yeah we got another email somebody said that they tried to buy it and there were no shares available yeah whatever the fuck that means all right hey spike and mike my friend and i have this ongoing debate about two famous baylesses which one would be jared and which one would be skip the debate goes who would win a marathon race at this exact moment between the two of them i'm adamant on jared who is in peak basketball performance while my buddy says skip would win based on some claims of rigorous running regimens made by skip through the years what do you both think i would take skip because i've i've talked to i mean in fairness, I haven't talked to basketball players about it, but I've talked to football players about the idea of running a marathon, and they all think it's crazy. A lot of professional athletes do because they don't run 
distances. They run, they sprint a lot. And the idea of doing it, of running 26 miles and Skip Bayless is in excellent shape. And I believe has run like long distances. Distance running is not just about being in shape. It's about time on your feet and all that kind of stuff. It's just not, I would take Skip Bayless. Yeah, I missed the marathon part at the top. Initially, I just thought like a 100-meter dash, which like no-brainer, Jared. Um, But I feel like Skip, like that's that's typically something. I'm I'm not a big marathon runner, but I feel like that's something that you can do later in life, right? You can can train for that over a long period of time. And it sounds like Skip... uh, doing well so i i think a lot of long distance runners not like championship long distance runners but a lot of distance runners do it later in age get more patient anyway let me start off by saying i love au his statement his segments are thought-provoking smart funny and a great addition to an already great podcast but let's stop pretending that his vocal fry affect isn't annoying as fuck spike as a person who gets paid to judge on air talent should have called au out behind the scenes and straighten this out there's no need for that affect. AU, you're not Elizabeth Holmes, and this isn't Theranos. Love the pod. Five stars. What? AU, a- you don't know what vocal fry is? No. Uh, it's like... Uh, oh, that, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> AU does have a little vocal fry. Now that you say that, I, I do remember that. We only made yeah. one video together, but I definitely remember hearing a little bit of that. He is a great... He is the most... Even though he isn't the original member of the, the Ricky, he is the truest member of the Ricky. He's the most Ricky of anybody in the Ricky. My roommate bullied me into becoming a basketball fan, and part of his strategy was playing this pod, podcast constantly without context. Now I understand about one-sixth of the references, and I'm a subscriber. Love, long live the process. A podcast where people give a five-star review just to have their Sixers question answered on the pod. This is everything you need to know about the Sixers and the LA crime rate, which seems like it's at an all-time low. A must-listen if you want extra stress in your life. Um, One star. I am the Hovasar. Hear me roar. Tough. On the latest JJ Reddick podcast episode with Zach Lowe at the 3726 mark, he starts to say, I'm not on and then stops abrupt, abruptly before finishing it. One can only assume, given history, how that sentence ends. The question is, will he finally stop saying it? Did that faithful Minnesota night change him forever? Does he still hear the chants when he closes his eyes? Did you break <laughs> his high horse? Is this a new era? Do you know what happened in Minnesota? Do you? What, Was it, I'm, I'm guessing people chanted him like you're not on social or something. Yeah, like so... So our our fly the process trip, we were down by the court afterwards, like three or four hundred people, whatever, down by the court, waiting for Roke, Rock Covington to come out and Dario and TJ. It was great, Embiid, and everybody went nuts. But it's an empty arena, so the chants are so loud. And JJ came out, and everyone started chanting at him. Not on Twitter. <laughs> he was not happy. It's funny. All. Because he's like become the antithesis of that now. Yes. With old man and three, and he's like very, very brand forward. Yeah. Been listening to the pod for the past few years and continually impressed by the persistent technical difficulties. Even more impressed because they've talked about how they've edited out mistakes during the podcast, yet so many episodes have glaring mistakes. The most recent one, immediately post-Jimmy Butler trade, was a glorious example of the podcast technical struggles. Nevertheless, I enjoy this podcast. Keep up the flawed but good work. 
I haven't been able to make it to a fly the process trip before. I'm sure it's typically a tough decision to choose a destination for such an important trip. The last minute change to Minnesota was absolutely warranted, but this year is a no brainer and it should be decided yesterday. He's only been gone for a day, but I already missed the grittiness. Fly the process to Indiana. Book it. Hang in there. TJ will be there soon. Five stars. And we did it on New Year's Eve. If you love the Sixers and all the absurd weirdness that surrounds them most of the time, this podcast is for you. Spike and Mike are just your everyday good guys looking to share their knowledge and insight of our beloved Philadelphia basketball team. This pod is awesome and its community is a perfect culmination of weird and welcoming. Five out of five. I love how like wholesome some of these are. Some of these are so wholesome. It's reassuring. You know? Like we're doing yeah. this for a good cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that I love Spike's content. I listen to the pod the morning after recording at work and t- I listen to the pod the morning after recording at work and turn into a hollow shell of myself once I hear Mike say, you know Lickface, because my favorite pod has ended. And yet for the next five, six hours at work, I think to myself, why do I like this so much? Why do I listen with two guys with very little chemistry explain how the 76ers second rounders aren't performing? The main factor is Spike. I love Art of the Take. I love this pod. I love his work with WIP, but I hate Spike. He's almost too likable that he wraps back around to be unlikable. The only way I can get back at my deep hatred for his character is to troll him on Twitter, my favorite pastime. Yesterday, my idol nemesis replied to my tweet by saying, quote, what does that even mean? You don't need to reply to every one of my tweets, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know. (laughs) Five stars would listen again. I wonder who that is. Sounds like he can't AU more like PU. Sounds like he can't make up his mind between each word of a sentence, let alone his thoughts. Yikes. The Philadelphia 76ers will be the 2019-20 NBA champions. This podcast got real fans who never wavered and never questioned the process through some really dark times, including Los Angeles Clipper Kawhi Leonard's quadruple doink. It's bittersweet, but I think this will be the last year of the Ricky. It served its purpose. The NBA is up for grabs, and we're the best team in the East. Think about it. We're not drooling over assets anymore. We've got a couple of perennial all-stars and some all-defensive candidates mixed in there, too. Us. The why would you trade KJ McDaniel processors? It's our time. Spike, I'll talk to you on WIP. Mike, you're the best mid-level writer in television. Hanky bless America. PPW. 70% 70% chance Shayok is actually KD. Moves exactly like him. Grew up a Cavs fan, but moved to Philly for school, so started rooting for the hometown team because they were on every other night. I now defend TJ McConnell as if he's my brother, and I am way too invested in Zaire's success. That's all thanks to this podcast. Thanks, Spike and Mike, for everything you do for the community. The cult podcast every fan base wish they had an incredible collection of biased Sixers takes and hilarious Celtics hate as an avid celtics fan i thoroughly enjoy the ben simmons overhyping and now actually enjoy the slander of Kyrie's smoker's arms the t-shirts and loyalty from the six from the listeners are hilarious even i had to buy myself an al horford t-shirt awesome pod only complaint is i wish it had more theses and al horford appreciation as a celtics fan i regret not truly appreciating his incredible screens and great shots and all and most of all his selfishness cuss cries not sure how I just found this podcast a few months ago. Always search for a Sixers podcast and came. Always search for a Sixers podcast and came would listen to Bodner's podcast and the local radio ones. But man, I'm so happy I found this one. Wow, I can't believe I listened to, listened to this. New song is awful. 
Mike and Spike have great banner. Kyrie Smoker's Arms. New intro song, though, guys. It's clear you're cheaping out. No need to fluff up this so-called superstar friend to avoid paying Run the Jewels or actually getting a good song. I also have GarageBand and can throw together some high school pals to throw together a BS jingle. I don't know which one that's about because I think we had a dead time in between Amos and Run the Jewels. So I don't, Were you using I don't... like a royalty-free song between the two? No, I, I, I used a Tommy Conwell song, but that can't be described as that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Without question, the best NBA podcast that sweetly includes a stammering, fast-speaking music writer with awful levels of both internet connection and vocal fry. I used to hate listening to AU's voice, but now I just find it all funny. Definitely worthy of five stars. While I appreciate Levin using my mom's scale for rating basketball players, i.e. who is handsome and a nice boy, I can't help but think his review of I Wish You Would Leave was guided by his fear of talking about some bad talking bad about some writers more famous than him. It's okay, Mike. They'll never listen to this. Five stars. This is the audio record of how we came from Andrew Bynum to Embiid, Simmons, Harris, and Horford. Please disregard the liberal agenda and shameless, shameless plugs. This is a great pod that has told the story of the process from the very beginning. I started listening to every episode right after the Sixers won the 2016 lottery and then went back last summer to start from the beginning and catch up on what I missed. As a converted Bulls fan, I felt I needed to go through the years of suffering to hear the hours of takes through the Hinky era, which was way better than spending one minute trying to figure out what Gar Pax is doing. I'm not sure how this podcast could possibly be any better besides constantly replaying Spike's quote about Colangelo at the 14-minute mark of the 12-7-15 episode, which was incredible to hear after Burnagate had already happened. Can you find that? I'm yeah. curious. The... I want to, I need to know what that quote is. The 14 minute mark of the December 7th, 15 episode. Hmm. Great and only Sixers pod, but I do miss run the jewels. Five star jigsaw option a for the rest of your life. The one eight, seven, seven cars for kids. Jingle is clearly audible to you. It's the first thing you hear when you wake and the last thing you hear before you go to sleep. It never goes away and you will never experience true silence again. Option B, every work of fiction you might ever be interested in without fail is spoiled for you. No matter how hard you try to avoid it, you will know every ending and plot twist well in advance. There is no escape. I love this new theme song from Amos Lee sponsored by Tony, Tony to Tony. I have a refreshing spicy mustard soft pretzel water every day. Tried to explain this podcast to my 73 year old father who lives out of town. He was excited and asked if he can listen to it on 610 when he's in Philly. The entire time I've been listening, I've assumed the, the LL in Pavorsky stands for ladies love. Please do not correct me if I'm wrong. I've been listening to the podcast for years, but never had an iPhone to leave a, a review because I'm an adamant Android supporter. But I decided to bite the bullet and buy an iPhone to leave a message for my little cousin. So since you'll be, you'll read everything I write, here goes. From Spike and Mike to... John's little cousin, CJ, enjoy your second year of college and make sure you hit the books as hard as you did last year. Keep it up. I'm proud of you. Five stars. I'm a big fan of this podcast. It's the only one podcast I don't listen to on double speed. The last few episodes have been sending Iowa State basketball players some love. Hopefully the Sixers can get a few more and I can enjoy watching them in college and the pro level. TTP for life. My greatest fear is that the Sixers somehow become the cuss cry Celtics, slowly taking on everything I hate about the Celtics. 
While I think I will eventually become an Al Horford appreciator, it was a subtle step in that direction. The biggest issue I'm having now is with these new jerseys. I think I'm crazy or something because nobody's talking about it. The jersey clearly says Sever T Sixers, and it's written in the worst cursive I've ever seen. Is this actual evidence of my fear becoming reality or just my paranoia acting up? Please help me process this information. It definitely said Sever T Sixers. Spike once yelled at me on Twitter, not really, but sort of, keep listening, turns out really good, recommended to all friends. Now I judge the friends who don't listen. Season ticket holder since 1996. The one and only Sixers podcast. Come for the inside joke. Stay for having to explain references to the pod to friends for way too long. I've loved this podcast for many years. It's my primary means of connecting to my hometown fandom on a weekly basis. Despite living in New York for the last 11 years and moving to Toronto shortly, I'm so glad I can bring this slice of Philly wherever I go. TTP. Definitely one of my favorite podcasts. I try to keep this brief. I'll try to keep this brief in hopes of getting a response when Spike reads these all loud. I tweeted you guys and the Birds with Friends guys about doing a crossover pod. I know you have your qualms about The Athletic, so understandably, I got no response, but I was wondering if you and Mike could do an episode dedicated to your Eagle stakes. I'm a fairly new listener, so maybe you already have in the past and I missed it. Thanks, a fellow Mike. It's a shame I never got to give Eagles takes uh, because of my relationship with them, but WIP, I had a lot of them. Hearing Billy King talk critical about the Hinky era on this podcast felt like giving a microphone to Bill Maher at Sunday Church and giving his thoughts on religion. Thanks, Spike and Mike, for all the great content. I must shamefully admit that I went in a long, some time ago expecting to hate you. Spike, based solely on my admittedly shallow assumptions about the other prominent media member in your family, but after a few listens, I just couldn't. Love you guys and your approach. The recent guest, guest episodes with Amos, TJ, and Billy King have been terrific. Keep up the great work. I love how much these guys influence how I think about the Sixers as they change teams four times in 12 months. The only sports pod I listen to have been listening for about a year and the banter never gets old. Been listening for years now and have been to every lottery party since the one at Buffalo Wild Wings, but I never wrote a review for the pod. This is my review. That's it. That was the second lottery party. Love the podcast. You don't need an iPhone to leave a review. I installed iTunes on my desktop and I'm writing this review right now on my computer, not a phone. Don't buy an iPhone to leave a review. Consider this a PSA. Discovered the pod three years ago. Can't remember who or what put me onto it, but I'm glad I found it. Spike and Mike offer the whole Sixers process universe without so much of the hacky reactionary take so prevalent on traditional sports talk. People need something to believe in. I believe in Ricky. I love traditional sports talk. The podcast makes me proud that I've met Amos Lee a few times and done some giggling, recording with the sh- giggling, gigging and recording with the chef. That's great. The only Sixers podcast says it all. This pod is outstanding during the season and around free agency and draft. They should really not do pods at all. Otherwise, unprepared, incoherent, nothing to say at all. They led with Ben Simmons workout videos once and Mike hadn't even watched them. And when they're not prepared, Spikes talks, starts talking like a valley girl, all ums, likes, and you knows. Borderline unlistenable. Don't waste people's time. The offseason is the best time that we are. Agreed. 100%. Don't waste people's time. It's not even close. Just it's don't the listen. Best time. You know you're getting. And also, I'm always prepared. I can't <laughs> speak for Mike, but I am always prepared. I might not always be good, but I'm always prepared. 
This podcast has always provided me with the great humor about fans of a certain New England team. While the content has all, hasn't always shown up on the stat sheet and been usable with the smelly, sleeveless, tattooed frauds, the pod always delivers. A true veteran presence that deserves proper appreciation, even if Mike thinks he can roll out of bed and not have developed takes on Ben Simmons' jump shot videos. <sighs> The only reason my third generation Delco fiance listens to this podcast is for the Amos Lee bits. Whenever she catches me listening, she asks, is Joe Valone on there? She is a Sixers fan, but an even big, even bigger Joe and Doris Valone fan first. It's been a while since we've gotten Doris Valone. You know what? I'm going to text Amos and see if he can send me a Doris Valone bit while we're doing this so I can mm. play it on the pod. Yeah, Hang some on. spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Uh, he has notifications silenced. You know, everybody I, I text now always has notifications silenced. Yeah. Notifications are always silenced. They're never silenced. Yeah, you, you have them on. Sometimes. Not always. Okay. I, so I have them on sometimes at work and when I run in the morning. Um, mm. Because what happens is is your your phone starts learning when you... um when you silence them and starts doing it for you. Oh, so okay. That's the other thing that starts like happening. the, like the sleep schedule. I use that. I love yep. that. Doing a pod live on YouTube. Now, just me and CJ, we are doing the Apple podcast reviews. Had a few people mention Doris and Joe Falone. Hang on. The Sixers came back somehow, by the way. like I saw. Halftime. They were within one at halftime. Yeah. All right. All right. Love the pod as it helps us get through the offseason. There has to be a way to get Sam Hickey as a guest. Make it happen. We did have Sam Hankey as a guest. Spike and Mike have completely ruined other bod- basketball podcasts for me with their cult-like insanity. I'm not even, I'm ashamed to admit that I understand most of the inside jokes and actually look forward to new episodes of the pod. This stands in stark contrast to the other non-existent 76ers pods that just talk basketball and don't obsess over my team's three-year removed GM. I also want to express my sincerest gratitude to Wrights Ricky Sanchez for retweeting about my father-in-law's search for a kidney donor. The search continues, but Spike and Mike's willingness to always be generous and do the right thing fills me with warmth that can only be matched by a point car bringing the ball up during another process law. As an answer to the Mike Scott Hive, surely there must be a group of Sixers fans that would take up the flag of the James Ennis Smokers Lounge. Please float this out there. Thanks and keep up the great pod. Spike, you cut in front of me to get your beer before the live Ricky, but I was so flustered from actually meeting you at my first live event uh, to tell you the one thing I was supposed that was told I was supposed to say. My fiance and I are number 140. Yes, Mike, it's real. We exist, considering this a misconnection more than a review. Also, Brett Brown bought me a beer because of this pod. I remember that. I remember uh, getting in front of that guy at the sidebar at the electric factory. Great Sixers content. These guys love basketball, especially the Sixers. If you trusted the process, these guys are for you. Jump in and enjoy. This team is super entertaining. These guys dissect every bit of it. We were right, y'all. Even when it went wrong, we were right. 
best pod theme song ever. Dave Silver's a genius. Psych, he looks like the evil version of Scott Van Pelt. In episode two of Perfect Harmony, one of the characters refers to the UK basketball team as the, quote, Wildcats. As someone who has lived in Kentucky since the age of one, I can say no one from the state of Kentucky has ever referred to them that way. They're always the cats. No wild. Mike, please rectify this in future episodes. Um, stinky Kid, Uga Duba, Scooby Da Da Do, Uchi Wawa Uki Baby, Do Da Do Da Do, Waki Take Uba Naba Nu. My kid won't stop farting. I don't know what to do. Kid stinks bad. Ochiwawa. I got a pee, so I'll make this quick. I listen to the Ricky everywhere I go. I listen on the subway. I listen on the bus. I even listen while sometimes holding my phone in one hand and peeling a large banana with the other. The Ricky is more than a podcast. It's a way of life. Keep up the good work. As per my email, I have a specific question for Mike, and I'm using this review system as a loophole to ask it. Mike, as an industry professional, how do you feel about the entire Orlando preseason game being shot from a Dutch angle? Does it provide the entire experience with an odd cursed energy? Is it the reason Markel had a as had Markel had as good a stat line as anyone on the Sixers? Anyway, if you don't answer, my next step is to get engaged. Hey guys, my dog and I love the podcast. We listen every time we go to work. Hey guys, my dog and I love the podcast. We listen every time we go to work and she especially loves that you have said her name on the air three times. It's going to her head a bit. The live Ricky was great for an avid Philadelphia sports homer to be able to listen to you guys in the heart of Washington Ravens football country is great, especially when I get to rub it in with a few Wizards fans about how bad their team is. Keep up the good work. I don't really know why, but I really love listening to this podcast when I run. Mike and Spike make a great duo and share my passion for the most entertaining team in town. Keep it up, fellas. I started listening to the Ricky about four years ago when I was 16 as a fan of the terrible 76ers looking for something positive. These guys have provided exactly that. I've enjoyed every minute of the Sixers success, knowing even more knowing I would hear Spike and Mike gush over it too. Also, Live Ricky 4 was awesome. Thank you, guys. Good pod in spite of the self-obsessed piece of garbage that is Spike Eskin. There we go. Always even me out. <laughs> this review is long overdue. Spike and Mike have created a masterpiece in pod community. I've been living in California for the past several years. I haven't watched a meaningful Sixers game with any other fans or while in Philly since the Iverson days. But I feel like I'm more connected with the city, the fans, and the actual team than I've ever been. It's mainly because of the Ricky. Actually, I need to catch myself sometimes because whenever I go back to Philly, I forget not everyone speaks the Ricky language. This past August, my fiance and I took a road trip from LA to Philly with our dog, Corey, for our wedding. One of the highlights was being able to stick around long enough to make it to a live event. My now wife and I had an amazing time. Brett Brown's surprise entrance, Mike Scott and his constant chill, and the crowd roaring on every inside joke and reference. No, it wasn't the Sixers winning the championship, but as a Sixers fan, it might have been the next best thing. Thanks, guys, for all you do. Thanks for reading this during the 3000 Review podcast. By the way, this was done in 2019. Hi, I'm Spike Eskin. I want to apologize for my consistent slander of Bruce Springsteen, the greatest artist walking the earth today. I've seen the light, and once the Sixers win a championship, I pledge to remake the Ricky as a pro Springsteen podcast. Mike is on board, as he's always right, and I'm always wrong. Thank you for listening. Incredible. 
Uh, I'm writing this review as I'm watching the opening game of the 2019-20 season. And I've just seen Al Horford make his first basket as a sixer. I now know what I've always loved and appreciated him. I give this podcast an Al Horford five stars. As someone who once bought a KJ McDaniels jersey at a Sixers game, this podcast is perfect for me. Came up with a theory watching the Atlanta game that maybe Ben Simmons is nearsighted, and that's why he doesn't like to shoot away from the basket. Maybe if he got some glasses a la Wild Thing, it would change things. Love you guys and love the pod. Um, I shamefully admit that I am not an original Ricky listener. I only became became I only began following the pod consistently 18 months ago uh, and religiously about a year. I further confess I'm brand new to basketball and I'm still confused a lot by the tactical aspects Mike likes to talk about. It's safe to say that I would be safe to say that I would even be a basketball fan, except that I'm falling in love with this team through the filter of the Ricky. That being said, I have, I have until tonight when I had the, I don't know how to say that word. I only see it in print. Epinone? No, well, you definitely said it wrong. <laughs> I said it in my head. I said it in my head. I was like, all right, this is how I'm going to say it. And then it's just... The eponymous light bulb moment? I haven't felt like one of the cool kids. I'm an imposter. A Johnny come lately. Then forever, favorite son, Robert Covington, misses a deep three. And Furkan Korkmaz, enormous yellow big bird shoes, flapping on the hardwood, took it the other way, stopped and popped. And answering three, as if to say, thanks for everything, but that part is over and this is the team. And I thought to myself, oh, wow, Spike and Mike are going to overanalyze the hell out of that. And then I realized, I think I'm one of us now. Best and love the pod. Fess. I was once a loyal girlfriend of the pod who simply humored my boyfriend's need to listen to them on long car trips and followed along with Sixers Twitter, thus enabling Andrew's childlike zeal and passion for the squad slash pod. That has since changed, and I've become a diehard myself. In the time since, I've convinced Andrew going to a Sixers game is the only appropriate way to celebrate our anniversary, bought a Joel Embiid prayer candle, and have done a deep dive on Matisse Thibel's social media to find evidence to support my theory that he's possibly the second coming of Jesus Christ. My current mission is this. Help me convince Andrew that we must attend Fly the Process. I'm hearing a lot from him about practicality right now, and I need to get him on board. I figured this is my best shot. Thanks, guys. Love the, love the pod. wonder if they came. Upon the upload of each Ricky, I gather my shrunken skulls dedicated to our fallen pro- process brothers, TJ and Rocco, and then ascend to my closet where my process shrine awaits me. I take a deep breath. I light three candles, one each for the father and bead, the son Simmons, and the last holy hinky. Adorned in my three sizes too big Allen Iverson jersey, alas, I turn to the pod where Spike and Mike await with the nightly ceremony. Their drawn-out seance consists half of Spike speaking in engagement rings and personal injury lawyers, while the other half is Mike's magnificent interjections of ums, uggs, and wows. I join them in prayer as we curse the wretched ones who have scorned us. Cursed are thou, LeBron, to never find another ring, eternally sunburned in Miami. Be thy Jimmy Butler forever with low playoff seeds. And forth so the ritual goes. I am not left crestfallen by thoughts of those who have blackened the six, the process cr- crusade for upon the horizon. I truly know a title and glory awaits us. And on that glorious day, thou savior, Sam Hankey will return to Philadelphia and broad street will flow the blood of the process. Non-believers love the pod, by the way, five stars, Mike, put on your normal GM collar. Straight up rookie trade for this team in this moment. Tyler Hero for Matisse Thibel. What say you? Tim in Troy, New York. That's a good one. 
Hero. I would take Hero. Of course I would. Uh, all right. I'm hitting a wall. We're almost there. If, if you want to, you want me to take over at any point? No, like no, no. You know what? There's actually not we're, quite as much left as I thought. We're, I think we're, we're relatively close to the pandemic. I, I'm, yeah. try, I'm trying to think like when, when was the hot spots? Like, will it pick up pandemic time? Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm just looking at the scroll button and I'm, I'm further, I'm closer to the top than I thought I was, is what I would say. Oh, so you okay? So I, I, I'm the opposite. I sorted it from oldest to newest. So I'm scrolling mm-hmm. down. Oh, but nonetheless. Okay. All right. After watching last night's game, a thought occurred to me: How does Vanilla Thunder slash Doctor Dunk Jason Siegel get to ring the bell before Spike and Mike? He's from L.A. It's time to make the Sixers brass make this happen at another level, other than a G League game. Say the name, no excuses. And he gave us one star. Yeah. I don't, think he, I don't think he understood uh, what he was doing. This is the only podcast I listen to that isn't on The Ringer. Does that make it a great podcast or does it make me a bad person? If Tobias is having such a great season, why do I find myself often irritated by watching him play? Started to listen to Alyssa's pod and she told a story about how she nearly got into a fight in her basketball league. Coupled with Mike's near fight basketball story in the last pod really makes me wonder if you guys are the agitators and we're only really getting one side, which beats the other as instigators. Thanks, guys. Evan. Was this all worth it? Is anyone happy? I figured I should leave a review since I've been listening to Spike complain about the lack of reviews for almost two years now from a diehard Sixers fan who watched and attended games before, during, and after the process. I love the show. It's a crime that you guys haven't been invited to ring the bell yet. Guys like you, Derek Bodner, and Kyle Newbeck are the go-to guys for millennials when it comes to Sixers hoops, and I think you should take great pride in that. Let's hope that this team can gel, and at some point this season, Ben Simmons looks at the basket and realizes where he's supposed to put the ball. Matt's a great dude, by the way, in the chat there. Matt mm. Morgus has helped me with the website before. Um, great dude. Oh, yeah. One star. Love the pod, but way too many long ads. I've said this before on the podcast. People who complain about the length of podcast ads should not be allowed to listen to podcasts anymore. They're recorded. You can skip past them so easy. Yeah. I, I, I don't want you to. But even the the Rogan, when I listen to Rogan on Spotify, and they they sort of make it a little bit harder because you have to scroll past it. I can even do that. It's just it's not that hard. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but we objectively are very top tier of our ad content. Yes, compared to other podcasts, other podcasts they have a script, they just read it. Yes, no energy, no yes. personality involved. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I actually think. Um, What's it called? Uh, like, if you're not reading it, an ad that you're actually genuine about that is two minutes is much better than somebody just reading like a one minute ad. And other podcasts put like three in a row and all that kind of yeah. shit. Stop it. Yeah. Um, we're, what are we up to? We're up to. I hate listening to people talk. December 2019. December 1, we, yeah. Up to December 2019 in the live version of the Apple podcast. All right. Okay. Listening to people talk about anything is literally my worst nightmare. 
But thanks to my husband, who actually shockingly loves this very thing and my love of the process Sixers, I became obsessed with this podcast nonetheless. And now I would kill him if he listened without me. We've been to every live pod except for the TJ one, rest his soul, along with Fly the Process in Minneapolis, one of the best trips of my entire life. After listening to the newest pod, our heterosexual agreement of hottest, not handsomest Sixers is undoubtedly one Ben, two Howell, three Matisse, four Mike Scott, five Joel, six Josh, seven Al. I could keep going, but I digress. Mike Levin is my spirit animal, and the fact that the process Sixers led to the Sexers is pretty much the best thing ever. Long live RTRS, your biggest, from your biggest female fan, Sandy, uh, a.k.a. good girl PSU2. Oh, I know Sandy. Um, Rebel is a good dog. Please give Rebel a pat on the head for me. Hey, buddy, get over here. I'm home alone with my dog. I saw that guy uh, talking shit on Rebel today on yeah. Twitter. Called him his ugly dogs. Mm. Here. here. Hey, bu- hey, buddy, do you want to say hi to everybody? Here, come here. Come here. Get your butt over here. Come here. I'm going to take off my headphones for a sec. All right. Come here. Come here. You want to say hi? Come here. Get up. Get up. Jacob, uh, some people were commenting that earlier. Rebel, get your butt over here. You can you download it. Something was wrong. You, you can go on laughed. iTunes on your computer and uh, leave wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. He could tell something was wrong. <laughs> he could tell. He was like, no, 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 fuck this. He he hates being picked up. He hates yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, my toddler has a tough time taking a nap, neither soothing music or bathing before bed works. However, what I noticed was that when I drive around with the podcast is on, it puts her in deep sleep. Thanks for the help. One star. Well, should I read the one star ones? I kind of like them. It okay. changes up okay. the... Okay, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> I used to love this podcast, especially during the process area era. Mike is a gem. If he had his own podcast, I'd still be listening. If he had his own podcast, he wouldn't have a podcast. This is is the point here. Not that he's not capable, you know. Um, But Spike Eskin has grown so insufferable in the past season or so that I've had to put this pod down. Just smug commentary, bad takes, and unnecessary pot stirring. It's become pretty obvious that Spike's intention here is to be a reactionary, hot take artist in the same mold as his father. Listen to Sixers Beat instead. This pod has become annoying and infuriating to keep in my regular rotation. Max Polcini from the United States. That is a guy who didn't like my Ben Simmons opinions. Hmm. Think about the absolutely preposterous things we've had to endure this decade as Sixers fans. I'm sure I'm missing a few, but the Doug Collins era, the Bynum bowling incident, Embiid's broken foot twice, his torn meniscus and broken face, Simmons' broken foot, and his weird Fultz-like refusal to shoot. Fultz, Josh's speeding ticket and street fight, Nerland's gross apartment, Zaire's uh, allergy, Burner Gate, the quadruple doink, the alleged 140-something engagement rings, maxing Tobias Harris. Are we, in fact, living in a simulation? Are we insane? At least we were right. Oh, that's Dave. Dave um, had his hinky shirt on the right after they fired hinky and was given a chance to shoot at half court and they wouldn't let him wear it wow yeah 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 it's up. uh pod big bank take a little bank only started listening after Fultz was drafted due to intriguing curiosity about the process since then i've nodded and chuckled to myself in the car whenever there's a reference to a process error thing as if i understood the reference I don't get the references. I only keep listening in hopes that one day they'll reference Korkmaz like Tony Roten, question mark, and I'll no longer have to pretend like I know what they're talking about. Question, are there still pro- trust the process chants in Wells Fargo anymore? 
I love the process. It's great. Whatever. How can someone explain to me why our greatest player, Korkmaz, wears yellow shoes? If AU was banned from being on the pod, then great. It paid me to listen to him mm and ah <laughs> his way through his segment. So the less, the better. Spike and Mike, great job. Love the pod. He was not banned. We had a regular AU se- uh, segment for a while when we first brought him on, and then we just stopped doing that. Mm. Um, and I love AU. I love him on the podcast. I can't take his internet problems and his computer things. It drives me crazy. He's great as a personality. It's love great. Him. 100 out of 100. Yeah. Just- one out of 100 for the computer stuff, though. Yeah. I'll never forget the one time he had some giant noisy fan near him. <laughs> and afterwards, I was like, hey, what the fuck was that fan? Like, what was that noise? And he was like, oh, it was a big giant fan that was near me. <laughs> he goes, and he acted like I was the dick. Anyway, can you please discuss options for Dan Burke chants on in India on New Year's Eve? I'm struggling to craft four syllable chants related to Dan Burke, who is now a Sixers yep. coach, by the way. All I have so far is who is Dan Burke? Go Furk Dan Burke. His birthday is April 3rd, which he shares with Eddie Murphy and Alec Baldwin, if that gives us any information. He went to Portland State University, whose mascot is a Viking. Great job with the pod. Can't wait to spend time with everyone in a week. Best Christmas gift, the Korkmaz interview. These two do an excellent job of giving solid, non-biased information based with, backed with statistics and other quantifiable forms of data. That doesn't mean they drift too far from what I believe it truly means to be a Sixers fan, Delusional, delusionally pessimistic slash optimistic about the team based on one or two game stretches. Growing up in a Philly household outside of Philly has made me question those stretches of wanting Ben Simmons launched into the sun, balanced with being convinced he's LeBron 2.0. But podcasts like this bring me comfort in knowing those swings and emotion generally land somewhere in the middle. And you guys help me keep my Sixers fanhood grounded. Keep it up in TTP always and forever. As the Black Friday, the shirt buyer, I'm wondering what the exact time parameters are that determines whether or not a person is on the shirt or not. Is it Drew trade to Joel's first game? I know you're not in the business of making it any easier for us to explain the shirts to other people, but I figured a five-star review might sway you. Five stars. We just didn't think that much about it, actually. I don't even know if the shirt is right. I live in Minneapolis. I've never liked basketball. Knowing that Sixers exist was enti- was the entirety of my Philadelphia sports knowledge until I found this pod, and here we are. My mood can instantly be improved by the second the theme song starts and the mere thought of a Philly-purchased engagement ring. Woof, woof. Esmeralda Fitz. Two great episodes a week, extra emergency pods when a franchise-changing events happen. Here's to hoping Hollis Thompson signs a 10-day contract to trigger one. Was it two-way night with some family? My father-in-law was arguing about faults with process trusters while my seven-year-old was trying to explain jigsaws to his uncle. I'm afraid the next step is throwing out my kids' beds in favor of big barkers. Or maybe I'm not afraid of that at all. I met Furkan Korkmaz at the Cherry Hill Ball on Christmas Eve. Emboldened by having just listened to his interview on the pod, I encouraged him to keep shooting. Listening to the podcast after the New Year's Eve Pacers game, hearing the excitement in your voice about Fly the Process Thrive, and then knowing you were all about to suffer through that abysmal game. It was so sad, yet so Sixers. Hope you all had fun, though. In-season trades aren't all that hard when, one, your current team has no chemistry, and two, the players you trade for actually complement your players. Bring Drew home. The only place to go when the Sixers make you want to peel your face off. Um, Wiener butt, anal butt, balls, sex, wiener, yum. 
butt fart weenie smell butt wiener balls poop poopy poopy yum yum smelly yum wiener nuts gooch smell weenie yum 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 <laughs> wiener balls shaft cheese smelly yum yum good uh oh I believe I've gotten Doris and uh, uh, Doris and Joe Valone. There it is. Go. All right. There it is. Hello. This is Doris Valone from Valone Steaks, Sandwiches, and Steak Sandwiches. No more than that. Yeah, what you say? Yeah, what you say? Now more than ever, Mom. Now more than ever, we're here for you. Making sandwiches so that you can get fed, even through COVID. Keep your heads up, stay on the bright side of the street, and keep on coming down to balloons, where it's the best place to eat. <laughs> there we go. On command. That was great. <laughs> All right. Sending hearts. All right, there we go. I love Doris and Jovalon. I really enjoyed the Andrew Sharp episode. I think his opinions are a little biased against the Sixers. However, it was good to hear another opinion with some valid points about our team. You should invite him back sometimes. At the start of Kanye West waves, a three-syllable word or phrase is yelled. My wife keeps telling me it's turn it up, but I'm 100% confident he yells Dario. Does Kanye trust the process? Dario is never coming over. Five stars. Spike and Mike are great. A must listen for all Sixers fans in the process. This pos- this podcast is great. I love Spike and Mike. I'm a Spike guy, and it's refreshing to hear somebody like him who isn't a coward like every Ringer and SB Nation personality. However, they both said that they are not Bernie supporters, so when the class war happens, I will have to s- similarly execute them like the dogs they are. Love the show. It's hard to believe that at one point, like we would have actually talked about politics on the podcast like without without fear of like retribution like that's yeah. how far it's come you know what i mean yeah i was super embarrassed not knowing a ton about basketball i decided i wanted something to help me pass the time between nfl and mlb and i fall in love with the 76ers in basketball thank you spike and mike not helping me not sound like an idiot when i talk basketball with my friends I am now a 21 as as now a 21 year old seven foot six small forward who went undrafted dur- uh, due to a, a butt injury and changing NBA. This podcast is the only way I stay connected with the league. I never had a chance until my recent stint with the Wizards. I highly recommend this podcast for its backward success to happiness ratio and the Gary Trent Jr. is better than Luka Doncic and Trey Young takes. It's fine. It's gotten worse, but it's still good. I've been a Sixers fan my whole life and listening to this podcast just solidified my love for the team even more. Great listen. Highly recommend. Spike is trash. Mike is a good guy. He's optimistic and charming demeanor makes the show. His downfall, he's a people pleaser that allows egomaniac and unknowing racist Spike Eskin to take the reins. Spike is the worst. Mike run. I'm a racist now. Throwing names out. Yeah. I'm not a racist. I love the fact that there are people for both of us, like Spike guys and Mike guys, who listen to the pod detesting one of us. Like, isn't that funny to think that they regularly listen to a podcast where they fucking hate one of the hosts? 
Like, how could you listen to this podcast and hate me? I, I direct the whole podcast. How is that even possible? You, like, you must fucking love Mike, right? I think people, or, or vice versa. I, I think people enjoyed hating stuff as well because it like gives them a sense of purpose. Like they, mm-hmm. he, he felt good writing that, getting it off his chest that he yes. doesn't like you. Right. Way too much of Furkan winning a foreign dunk contest. Not enough talk of KJ McDaniels hypothetically winning the dunk contest. That is Tom Cava. He's been saying that for years. Best perspective on both ends of the Kobe talk I've heard yet. Would it be too much to have a segment on the pod dedicated to where I could find the best best pretzel water? Ever since Tony T introduced me to it, I've been searching for it all over Arizona. And for the most part, I've come up dry. The Ricky is the best thing about this joyless season. Keep up the great work. And B this year has been nothing but disappointing. He's told the media he's not giving full effort. He refuses to move on from Jimmy Butler. My question is, has Embiid's first couple years with the team given him too long a leash with the fans in the front office? If any other superstar did what Embiid has done this season, I think he would be hated by the fan base and looking at getting traded. I just wish we had the old Joel back. should also be noted that this was typed after the Boston game, so my anger with Embiid is at its peak. The only thing I don't like is Spike introducing the intro music. Just say, here's the Ricky or something and let the music speak for itself. This seems obvious to me. I do it to give uh, credit to the artists because that's why I say the name of the of who the intro Yeah, is. and also saying, here's the Ricky is a substitute for the same thing. Like you're still, by saying, here's the Ricky and then the intro music playing, you're still yeah, It takes the same the amount of time. Yeah. yeah. This podcast is like if Esther Perel hosted a show on WIP. Esther Perel? I don't know who Esther Perel is. Do you? Nope. The psychological burden of watching the Sixers is very real this season, and I guess appreciating listening to other people might struggle under the weight of it. P.S. The jigsaw music haunts my dreams. Can you just play to the beginning of the segment, not for the entirety of the segment? Otherwise, love the show. Emergency pod from 2-4-2020 earns the five stars. Respect the commitment. What was the emergency pod from February 4th, 2020? Must have been a trade. Month before the pandemic. What's the trade? I don't know. I've listened to the pod for years, but this moment convinced me to to write a review. During the 45-minute trade deadline emergency podcast, I'm realizing that we are... We are 17 minutes in, and Spike and Mike haven't even mentioned the Sixers yet outside of an ad. This is the type of Sixers coverage I prefer this season. Thank you. Trade Embiid to Bias Horford and be a process team with Ben Sever. I am very concerned for Mike's mental health and hope he can start talking about the Grizzlies and the Pelicans more and forget about this godforsaken garbage team. Worried about Spike. Come to make yourself feel even worse about the Sixers while simultaneously liking every player on the team. Stay to hear Spike slowly but surely become a degenerate gambler. Best thing to listen to when the Sixers win, but even more when they lose and you need to know other people are suffering as much as you. Spike, you're great, but Mike is the reason I stay. I am a grown man with zero emotional stability and I allow this team to genuinely affect my life. Mike can spew hatred for two months about very real issues with the Sixers and then a win over the Clippers at home has him claiming this team, quote, has the highest ceiling in the league and that Furkan Korkmaz had an amazing game that opened up the floor for an entire team with zero points, zero assists, one rebound in 23 minutes. This is the kind of lunacy I relate to. Keep it up, guys. 
Hey, Spike and Mike, just thought you should know, I don't know how to feel about this team that I can listen to a pod and it's like having you guys on either shoulder telling me what I want and don't want. Kind of scary now that I can type it out. Great pod, guys. Um, thumbs up. Uh, I don't think this is a flip the switch podcast. Surely they have passionate fans, undeniable talent, and their ceiling is as high as any podcast. But does anyone see them as a title contender? Sometimes it seems like they don't want to talk about basketball at all. Sure, Bill Simmons mails in podcasts for weeks at a time, but he's got the ringer to back him up. I'm not saying I support such a drastic move, but it's time to have a conversation whether we should have a conversation about splitting up Spike and Mike and giving them their own podcast with better spacing. Somewhat longtime listener, first-time reviewer, livid that both Barstow and a Fox affiliate ran a story about Rescue Mead without a single reference to the podcast. How can we get them to say the name? At least the latter reference, Spike and Mike, the former didn't even mention Colony Meadery, despite leaking to the latter story. This is trash journalism. There has to be a way to punish them. Happy to see the message getting out. Glad to see this pod is making a difference in the world, which I guess is better than being able to make a difference, i.e. the trash team we irrationally love. By the way, give me four, give us four stars instead of five. Who gives four stars? I hate this team. Every time I watch this team, I hate it a little bit more. Even though I agree with Spike about Jimmy Butler, I must say there was something about last year's team that made it fun to watch. TJ Reddick, but even as my hate and disappointment grow with the 76ers, it does not affect my love for Mike Spike and the right Ricky Sanchez podcast. Wow, one star review. Dang, guys was disappointed by the political finger pointing in your last pod. I listened up oh, March 13th. Let's yep. go. Um, We're here. And by the way, well, whatever. I was, I rarely political finger point. Uh, dang, guys, was disappointed by the political finger pointing in your last pod. I listened to you for sports. If I wanted MSNBC, I'd have subscribed to MSNBC. You alienate half your fans by making categorical opinion-based smears. I listened to the Ricky to get away from the political ugliness and the Sixers ugliness for two glorious hours a week. Lost a subscriber. The one thing I've learned about people that don't like political talk, and this is fine because I actually think that if somebody is coming to you for a basketball podcast, it is fair to not want to hear their political opinions. Like that's, you know, the deal. Like if I go to see old school in the middle of it, it becomes a horror movie. Even if it's a good horror movie, I'd be like, you know, what the fuck? Um, it's amazing though. It's where people come when they don't want political talk, but especially if they don't agree with it. Like they don't complain about political talk that they agree with. They complain about political talk that they don't agree with, but you know, yeah. that's fine. Um, if there's one thing to be thankful for, oh, if there's one thing to be thankful for, it's not having to watch the rest of this season. So there wasn't a review between March 13th and April 12th, even though we did two podcasts a week. Oh, wow. But uh, the subject line of that one was more fun when the Sixers aren't actually playing. Um, bring Hinky on the pod. Another poem for Spike. Roses are red, violets are blue. No one wants to hear you read another review. This is a podcast about two guys named Spike and Mike. They usually talk about things like music, small businesses, their feelings, and sports. The Spike guy likes to explain how he's friends with Amos Lee, <laughs> but now he's mainly just being mean to JJ Reddick. Mike is focused on Tommy. Hopefully, they can all go to an expensive restaurant, drink fancy wine, and become friends. Thank you guys for being a raw and unfiltered voice. Uh, about the Sixers, the best and most painful thing about my life. You keep me sane. 
Forcing me to defend J.J. Reddick. Calls J.J. a racist because he won't come on the pod. The Howard is strong in this one. Nope. I suggested he might be. You know, Mike was the original person to suggest J.J. was racist by saying he only had white friends. <laughs> Very, like, early in J.J. Reddick's run here. And then I mentioned his China video. Um and that's what this is about. You remember during the pandemic, do you remember when I got in the Twitter fight with JJ? Do you remember that whole thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm confused as to why someone would think that's like a serious claim. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Hi, Mike is the best Mike. Love the pod and appreciate y'all for keeping this going during the trying times. Oh, then a list of hip hop albums. That was for the Carl Andrew Record Club. You know that podcast called Two Guys with Rhyming Names talking more about their sponsors than about the Sixers. Five stars. Going back a few episodes, I was reminded of a time when I was recognized as Mike. I was down the shore at a Seattle bar wearing my not on social media shirt. A lot of people throughout the night commented on the shirt. And as I was leaving, a guy shouted something about the Ricky. Much like you guys said, I didn't know what to do. So I just said, yeah, man, it's a great show. To which the guy responded, wait. Are you on it? After telling him no, the guy said, I've seen Spike, but I don't know what the other guy looks like. Keep up the great work as always. There are so many lives in the world. Oh, that's livers. There are so many livers in the world. Delicious livers, silly livers, overworked livers, fatty livers, liverwurst sandwiches. The Sixers are like livers. Vastly variable, relatable, dysfunctional, but necessary. We love the Sixers. We love Spike and Mike. Listen to the Ricky since day one when it had Philly football in the feed, but I can't anymore. It's just a snake eating its own tail now. That was from Tyler Hero, Tyler Miami. Oh, wow. There it is. I've made a tough decision that if Joel Embiid does not come back in shape and ready to roll, he'll be dead to me. Thoughts? Will Joel be prepared to lead this team to the finals? I listen to your show frequently and tolerate it. You're doing okay. However, I've genuinely never been as fascinated as I was just listening to your bowling interview. I need more bowling content. I'm going to buy a Bill O'Neill bowling jersey immediately. <laughs> Ike Reese, man, what a powerful episode. Loved it. Respect to Ike for the way he talks about what's going on, his perspective on the situation. Love Ike. I love you, Ike. I miss Ike. This pod has long been my lifeline to all things Sixers in Delaware Valley. I'm a South Jersey native in voluntary exile in Norway. But since the lockdown started, things have gone next level. This has become my everything pod, reliably serving me updates on current affairs and lifestyle trends and rendering other podcasts basically superfluous. I just went to the Sixers annual meet and greet for season ticket holders. They gave me the option to pick between Rocco and TJ to get a picture with. Managed to get both. As soon as I met TJ, I told him how hilarious he was on your show, and he said he'd love to do it again at some point. Without listening to this amazing podcast, I wouldn't be the fan I am today. At this point, I might be more excited for the Sixers to win a championship than the Eagles to win a Super Bowl. Thanks to you guys. Um, last point, no homo. Whatever cologne TJ was wearing, I want. He smelled like heaven. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. That is listed as June 20th, 2020. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's weird. I don't June 20th, 2020. but. That doesn't mean I really enjoy the Father's Day podcast, but it made me realize something. Spike and Mike's entire personalities are a direct result of their fathers. Spike clearly has daddy issues. He went into the same industry as his father to try to make him proud. However, he conducts himself in such a way as to create the opposite persona as his dad. Mike, on the other hand, is his father. Won't ever say anything negative about his sons. Mike's sons are Shake, Milton, and Matisse Thibel. And now it's clear. 
Mike gets his obsession about defense from his father who claimed his own game centers around defense. Spike has daddy issues in trying to eclipse his father in his own industry. And Mike loves his daddy so much. He's him. It's an issue. Grow up. <laughs> Can't. I mean, people are very invested. Like possible. Yeah. After getting too excited about the Sixers from beating a top team, Spike and Mike keep me grounded, always praising and criticizing the Sixers at the same time. Whenever I want to laugh, I listen to the Ricky. I live in Florida, but I was born close to Philly. I've never loved any other team but the Sixers. This podcast is by far the best Sixers podcast, and they deserve to ring the bell as soon as the NBA allows fans back into the Wells Fargo Center. I love the 76ers for being weird, and that's how they're supposed to be. Even if we win the finals in Orlando, NBA fans say it doesn't count. But 30 years in the future, no one will remember that, except Sixers fans who will just say, we just got the ring. Jimmy will be forgotten living in Miami without a ring. Are you down with TTP? Yeah, you know, like face. I'm a regular listener. I mostly enjoy the pod. I loved. Hey, buddy. There he is. You want to say hi to everybody? Come here. Come here. And there he goes. Mm. Oh. Mm. Third time to charm. Yeah. I'm a regular listener and mostly enjoy the pod. I loved when I was reading the latest Runner's World mag, issue 4, 2020, and on the My Running Life page under what I'm listening to, the writer listed they listed that they run with the Philly Sports Pod writes to Ricky Sanchez and another one. So cool. Thanks, guys. Running and Ricky, it's a great combo. This is a solid podcast about dog health and habits. The podcast has some great tips on joint care, sleep, healthy food, and dog names. The hosts also discuss basketball. Came for the numbers and statistical analysis, stayed for the daddy issues and liberal agenda. I latched onto the Sixers via my boyfriend, and I'm never letting go. This podcast is thrills, hot takes, and loads of laughs. I always follow Spike's instructions. Even if I don't listen, I download it and then I delete. I remind my boyfriend often that I'm following Spike's instructions and he'll let me know if I missed an episode with Mike's Vanderpump Rules assessments. Hey guys, huge fan of the pod. As a West Coast fan, it's great to be included in the fan base. By the way, Chuck Klosterman and Mount Joy Pods made me an immediate fan of both. My best friend, Liz, has never been a sports fan. However, she is 100% a Sixers fan. After scrolling through the team's roster, she is a huge Ben Simmons fan and repeatedly told me Matisse is the best player in the basketball league because of his adorable smile muscles and partially bleached hair. On top of that, Sixers Adams food list put him over the top. Thank you guys for always making pods. And yeah, you know, lick face. Um, what's the score? Holy shit. It's a close one. Yeah. I feel like on some level, we should just watch the end of the game. Maybe give it another couple minutes. I wonder Last how... Mi- so we've been like hovering over uh, 20 concurrent viewers. Yeah. Which is lower than what it is normally after the Yeah. Pod. Well, people are watching the Sixers game. Of, of course. I yeah. wonder if it'll jump up and how long it will stay jumped up for once people realize that we're just doing this. Oh, what we're doing? Yeah. yeah. Well, we should... We should like just sort of like react watch the the final few minutes, right? Of the game. Not now, but the final few minutes, I feel like okay. if it's still close. Hey guys, huge I'm I'm sorry, it's just gonna make it take longer. I, I don't know how much we have. I feel like I've gotten through a lot of these. Um, I don't know how how many, but I feel like I've gotten through a lot of them. Hey guys, huge fan of the pod. As a West Coast fan, it's a great way to be oh, I already read that. Holy shit, Embiid. Great show today. Good to hear Embiid on the show. 
I'm a teacher. I've never felt more like a sixer in my life than when I received an email yesterday saying we'll start the school year online and in two weeks, the situation will be reevaluated and a new decision will be made. Love the pod. Go Sixers. Reading the tea leaves, Bodner has to be the secretly banned individual. One, people would be shocked to hear Bodner is banned. Two, Bodner and Newbeck interviewed JJ. Three, Spike mentioned they had an ugly breakup with one former sponsor, likely Bodner and The Athletic. Bodner is not secret banned. We've heard that story before, but Bonner is not secretly or non-secretly banned. Him and his uh, ankles made an appearance not too long yeah. ago. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the brewery. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Philly guy living out of the area now, and the Ricky has been key in keeping me connected to the Sixers. I will probably never forgive them for it. The podcast is great, but basketball and the Sixers are so bad, they make my life worse. Good news, though. I may be a fake Sixers fan, but I've always been a real Flyers fan. And all you people should stop wa- start watching the ice sport. After years of rebuilding and bad coaching, the Flyers are finally really fun to watch. Ron Hextall, the last GM, hoarded draft assets. And it looks like he hit a ton on these picks. Young guys, they're like, oh man, this is a sad in retrospect. Um, serious advice, stop watching basketball, keep listening to Ricky and start watching Flyers hockey. Besides the wonderful trolling... Wonderful, besides the trolling hate on this two-time all-star point guard. Mm. Mm. Listen to Cookies Hoops instead. Spike Eskin is the Boston media mafia. Ooh, another Ben Simmons uh, fan. Read in the traditional enthusiastic opening Spike voice. The Rights to Ricky, po- Rights to Ricky podcast is brought to you by Bob Barker's Therapeutic Dog Beds. Y'all played nice with Brett, and this is why we have to sit with this. No way Spike goes. No way Spike goes from he deserves another year to Brett needs to be fired before the restart. Everybody saw this, and you said you were wrong for wanting Brett gone. Stop interviewing the coach and GM. That's for your own self-interest, not yours, not ours. Have you accrued enough interview guests? Please keep your distance next time so you can be accurate with your assessment. Y'all interview another coach, you'll lose a single listener. That's on you to care or not. Don't worry about my name, dog. Give me one star. Hey, fuck you, man. Uh, Doc Rivers is doing no better than Brett Brown did. Like, what happened with Ben Simmons? What happened with Captain fucking accountability, Doc Rivers? Huh? What happened? All right. Ah, I legitimately skip every second AU is on the pod. I wouldn't read these AU things um, if I'm also reading the stuff about me and Mike. So I, I feel like it's legit. Is Spike an anti-vaxxer? I feel like he is. I am not. Uh, I, I believe I got the vaccine before anybody on this pod, actually. I was very excited to get the vaccine, and I got a third shot as well. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just want to give Mike a bare, a bare chest-to-chest hug with one hand cradling his dazed and confused extras haircut. <laughs> one star. Imagine listening to an ignorant jerk-off like Sharp willing me. Nah, not me. One star. If I could give negative stars, I would every time that pompous, unemployed jerk comes on. I think that's when I surprised Mike with Sharp. Mm. It was one of my... the. I'm so proud of it. Um, some of the boldest writing I've ever encountered in a podcast. It started as a low ambition but moderately engaging sports pod and then grew into a quaint little variety show like Merv Griffin for hipsters. Lately, though, it's taken a really dark and sophisticated turn by flipping the cameras and showing us a descent into severe mental illness. It's just gut-wrenching to listen to it, even harder to watch the video. The camera's unblinking, showing this descent into total madness. And I'm not talking about sentimental Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man stuff, but something truly disturbing and a real, a young man losing his mind in a dark, empty room. And we're all complicit. 
No one's even trying to help him. This podcast is not for the weak hearted, but trust me, you'll get a sense of the suffering that's out there and how hard it is for some people to go on. Ooh, up to five minutes left. Just like many teenagers from around the world, I was exposed to the NBA and its magic through Michael Jordan and the Dream Team. I saw John Paxson sink that three-pointer to kill Sir Charles's best shot at a championship. I was hooked for life. Years later, as a grown man, I moved to Philadelphia and therefore cursed with being a Sixers fan. But I discovered that I am not alone, that there are others that suffer like me and help me carry the load, and that we have a voice. And these voices are these two dudes who really care about this organization, but maybe need to chill a little with the sponsors and are here to embark on their most important mission to make sure the whole front office who got the best odds to win since Rain Man walked into casino go and replaced with better people. So in order to complete this process, I give them five stars. I love our, our sponsors, by the way. I'm so, like, I'm so proud. Like, first of all, I love our sponsors. They're all good people with good businesses. But it's so cool to me that we get to pay people to do shit. Like, like I think it's neat. I think it's neat that we get to pay people to write, that we get to pay Abby to draw, that we get to pay you uh, to do this shit. Like, I think it's fucking cool. Very I'm cool. Glad we have our sponsors. It's very you know? cool. Are you just saying that because you get some of the money? No, I was, I was thinking about this yeah. earlier today. Like, it, there's pretty much everyone has a podcast. Mm-hmm. And it, it's cool to like take a step back every now and then and realize like, people care about this podcast and like we have an audience that like wants to hear what you guys have to say. say. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's cool. It's humbling and it's cool to like really so let that soak in. Yeah. And and sponsors are obviously included in that. So. Yeah. I mean, like I, I feel like we've made like a really positive difference with the sponsors. And then with, I'll never forget when we had Maury on the pod and we told him that we had like seven people, working for us like the look on his face (laughs) what the fuck like what's going on here i think it's awesome i'm 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 psyched like i've i've always thought that like the the and the the chat we've donated tons and tons to charity but i actually think as much as the charity like being able to give people an opportunity to do things that they're good at and pay them for it i think is pretty awesome uh too much political talk i come to listen to sports talk not liberal politics i can go to cnn for that these guys agree with each other on everything. And if you disagree, they think you're idiots, not worth your time. Well, I, I can love assure the, you. I Mike love the follow up with, uh, I can go to CNN for that as if like, that's a gotcha. Like, yeah, we, we know <laughs> like that is yes. what CNN is. And yeah. yeah. And, uh, Mike and I actually like hardly agree on anything. It almost seems like it's made up how much we disagree on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jaleel versus Bradley. All my life, I waited for this comparison. Oh, no way. That was I don't the. Think uh, I can do. Oh, that was a long this one. one. This one's so long. Uh, I'll, let's see. I Who think the job, the, the job Bradley was the first clip I made. Job versus uh, Bradley clip. Someone in the comments was like, oh, we need that as a highlight. Uh, how about that? Um, Hey guys, I've been listening to the podcast since Hinky was hired. I've been a Sixers fan since I was a child. There's many times where I've considered writing a review, but now is the time. I'm wanting to let you know that it's okay. It's okay to let go. I have, and at last, I'm here to tell you that it's worth it for the instant, insatiable, irreplaceable sense of relief. Countless times I've fought with my father-in-law over the process. I've defended our Sixers from the onslaught of fools and trolls. I've supported them through the illness, calamity, and bad luck. I'm here to tell you that it's okay to say goodbye. I am from this moment forward a Nuggets fan. I have to tell you that the payoff was immediate. 
Without reading the rest of this, the experience I've had with this is becoming... I'm not reading the rest of this too long. The experience I've had becoming a Yankees fan, like just moving up here and deciding that I like the Yankees and getting Life excited long. when they win and get like... I, the, we, we broadcast our games on FAN. I'm just like, yeah, let me, let me give this a try. It is kind of refreshing because there's no baggage. Like you, you don't, you haven't been waiting for years and years for them to win because it just started. So even the frustrations don't come with the same sort of frustration that being a real fan does. Yeah. I imagine, I agree with him that I agree with this guy that it is freeing and fun, but the joy also isn't the same. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have a a friend who uh, became a fan of the Browns when they were like, I think when they were like right at their lowest point and then they've had some success recently and it's cool. Cause like, since you're such a, a fresh fan, like you, you have a, a little bit of that experience of them being terrible, but then they like very quickly shot up. So it's, it, it's, it's, you kind of get the best of both worlds without having to deal with all the negative side of dealing with a team that was awful for your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun, but, um, all right. Last few minutes of the pod, I'll I'll read reviews during the commercial. Um, we are going to live. We got a close one here. Yeah, I, the, the funny part is I have no context about why it is the way it is because I, I barely watch anything. I just watch a little bit of Tyler Johnson. So Sixers up 92-91. I've always been scared of um, Bogdanovich. Like watching him like in the playoffs last year, even though he's hurt the whole time, all I could think watching that guy was if we had him, uh, we would have won the championship. But I suppose that puts him on the list with a lot of guys that we've convinced ourselves if we had, we would have won the championship, right? Yeah, absolutely. I remember I brought my girlfriend to a Hawks game like two or three years ago uh-huh. and seeing Kevin Herter, his his rookie year, and he he looked younger than me at the time when I was like 20, 21 at the time yep. and seeing this child on the floor and him now being another one who could have helped us out a lot. And he, he roasted us last year and there's yeah. Bogdanovich. He's, he's been hurt a lot the last two years, Bogdanovich, but he's fucking good, man. He is fucking, what a terrible turnover that was. Look, he, <laughs> Here's the thing. Losing to the Hawks is no big deal, but losing to the Hawks at home when they don't have like half the roster, like this would be the, what, third time we've lost to a team. We lost to the Grizzlies, the Heat, the Nets. Yeah. All, all with. Without their the like roster. at least yeah. three starters. What are we at now? October 2020? Oh, it's fucking Bogdanovich again. I like, you, I feel you how say is that, that too. You say that, and he's made the last what uh, nine points for them. Oh, has he? I think since we started watching, I've only seen four or six. Yeah, Are three technical, two, three. Nine points. All right, commercial break. Back to the Sixers. 
Long time, first time. Never thought I'd be this invested in a Knicks fan and a joke writer talking Sixers and wiping techniques. The process is dead. Long live the process. Probably the best Sixers podcast, at least my favorite, and one of my favorite podcasts in general. I might not listen to every episode, but I listen to most of them, and there really are very few podcasts that I I last for the entire episode. These guys are awesome. For 31 years, I had been doing it wrong. I feel great shame to admit it, but it's true. I'm proud to say that I'm now in recovery. I sit now when I wipe. It's been a revelation. I never knew how wrong standing to wipe was until Spike and Mike showed me the way. Thank you. I feel so blessed to have been touched by the Ricky. How do you change, man? You go 31 years of your life going one way, and then you just hear some guys on a podcast offer another way, and then you just adapt like that so easily? Well, we made our life better. I don't know if I ever talked about it, but did you ever try the opposite way of what you do? Because I did, and it is... It is hard. You can't. You can't just like switch your brain to do. Why would the I try? Opposite. It's wrong. Why do you stand up to wipe? When you stand up, you're you're, you're okay. Thank well, there's there's Hold there's on. multiple methods of like w- w- sitting, standing, or front to back, but back to front. Oh my god! There's four different ways you can cross those. Those. Oh my god! Because if you if you stand, here's my problem with standing. If you stand, you're you're pressing everything together. No. See what I'm saying? You're like making a mess. That's not true. Yes. <laughs> you, That's not you true. Are, you are making a mess. See, now... Oh, what a good pass. What a good pass. And... What is Maxi's three-point percentage now? It's got to be, what, 34%? Something for, like that for the season. Yeah, it can't be higher than that. He was hovering around forty for a while, but I feel like he's. I feel like over the last month, I would bet he's shooting lower than twenty five percent from three. Donovich is going to fucking kill us. He's just fucking killing us. Just running, just normal pick and roll like a regular fucking NBA team. He's a thirty seven percent. Oh, huh. this year. Okay. I take it back. I was wrong. Up from 30, his rookie year. His rookie year. Yeah, I still don't buy it when I when I watch him. It feels like he's hoisting. But Yeah. If anybody's listening to the recorded version of this, that is... I, man, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What so do you think they're doing at this point? Probably a minute, like work. There's a minute right? left. I, I think some people do it as like a badge of honor. So, Maxi posting up. That's our offense with a minute left. So at this point, if you're listening to the recorded version, the Sixers are down four and the Hawks have the ball and Bogdanovich is giving up the ball, but is going to eventually score after they get the matchup they want. There he goes. He got fucking Maxi on him. And the listener knows this, says they're sitting in their cubicle at uh, a... I don't know. Eleven twenty a.m. They started the pod when they when they went in the work. They got and to work. They got to work, and it's almost lunchtime, and they're listening to dead air and live casting of uh, yeah. of a game. They already know the outcome too. Well, unfortunately, people that come to us uh, a thiable a maxi three and then a thiable three. It's just like, oh great, that's it. Hold on. Ban that guy. Whoa, yeah, yeah. I got it. I was I was in a comment earlier. There's been a lot of uh like weird spammy 
YouTube comments, not to that caliber, but like a lot of like Russian phrases. Yeah, I've seen that. That normally you can block because normally it's the same one, so you can just block that phrase. But they're like changing little things about it every time, so it's difficult uh, to get a hold of. Everyone's favorite bowling G League Lakers Nuggets Sixers podcast. Come for the best Sixers analysis. Stay for the great back and forth. The Spike and Mike will always make you laugh. Mike is the emotionally attacked kid we all have inside that wants to throw something at the TV every game. While Spike is the more rational of the two, while bringing in his sports radio ability for making takes to keep it interesting. Even if Mike gets upset at times to communicate clearly, Spike doesn't really understand how politics work. This pod is always a good time. P.S. You're vegan. We get it. Spike, your destruction of Billy King on the morning show was brilliant and needed. Please continue to do more of that and draw attention to this disgraceful organizational mismanagement. They're really getting off easy due to COVID. If this was the normal end of the season, we wouldn't have the Eagles giving them cover. We really need more public shaming of these buffoons. Thanks. Great pod. Five stars. That's when I argued on WIP with Billy King about whether Doc Rivers would make any difference. And I said, no. And he said, yes. And he goes, well, what do you want him to do? And I said, fucking, I don't know. Find a way to get Daryl Morey. <laughs> I think I remember they, that. Yeah, they did. It's great audio. It's great audio. Funny to watch Spike become Bill Simmons at his worst. Takes only and narrow ways of thinking. Have been in from the beginning and will continue to listen at key moments for Mike's takes and the still non-basketball off-season podcast. Love listening to Mike encapsulates my thoughts so perfectly as a diehard Sixers fan. I find Spike to be arrogant. Seems like the type that always has to be right. I did, however, realize that the Spike debate I listened to recently was on WIP and not the Ricky. Thus, it was unfair not to rate the show anything less than five stars when I excitedly tune in for every show. WIP Spike and Ricky Spike have different approaches when it comes to Sixers debate and should be treated as different entities. I've been a listener for years, but the offhand, they just make little brown pellets. Pet food comment made me laugh so hard. Not only funny banter and filled with good and always correct basketball analysis, but frequent bits and segments that spice it up. All-star guest list, future Sixer Daryl Morey and Andrew Yang to local hero Tommy from down the shore, who even got a spot as a main character in the Whistleblower podcast about Tim Donahue. Long off-season ahead is prime time for the pod. Keep up the good work. All right. Here we go. So, and beat at the line. He's. Been, I don't know if you've noticed this this year, but him shooting at the line been a lot of like English after he shoots it, like trying to like get it in there by angling his body, like you do with pinball or something. Like, watch. He's always like ah, after he shoots it. Oh, you didn't do it there. Oh, he did it a little bit. All right. This is back. So you're not going to foul. There's five seconds. Don't foul. You don't foul. So Thibel on Bogdanovich. Just that's the crazy thing. I heard Maury talk about that once. Talking about perimeter defenders in the NBA. Good offensive players can pretty much pick whoever they want because of the, the amount of switching. All right. What a terrible, what great defensive possession by the Sixers, but terrible offensive possession by the Hawks. So five seconds left. All right. 
My boyfriend is obsessed with this show, and every time he plays it, it puts me right to sleep. I've taken so many fantastic naps. This is the greatest podcast ever. I started off as a Sixers fan, and now I'm not sure if I'm more loyal to the team or the pod. I'm leaning heavily toward the pod. If you're going to put something in the background of a tea, I suggest a chemical plant. They light up at night, too. I'm a Memphis Grizzlies fan. I listen to your pod all the time. I felt so bad for Mike about a month ago listening to him struggle with the front office. Reminded me of reminded me of me with Chris Wallace. I too was on the ledge. Okay. That's a good question. Valro in the chat asks who gets the last shot. Tyler Johnson. That would be fucking amazing. (laughs) Can you imagine game winner, Tyler Johnson? So it's either going to be like, you know, it's going to be here. It's just going to be like an off balance 21 footer from Embiid. That's my, my prediction. You think he's going for three or do you think? Nah, I I, well, I think it's wherever he is. Like I, I, you don't think they called it before? Like, all right, let's end it here, or let's try to. I think maybe they wanted to, but I just think it's going to end up being ugly. There, oh, you see the Ricky shirt? Did you see that? I'm. I just have the uh, ESPN. Oh, there's a Ricky shirt courtside. Really? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's also listening right now with the the stream up on his phone. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Somebody said, uh, Bobby, Bobby Bray, Truth, there said Seth. It's, they're never going to be able to get it to Seth. And Seth is in the, oh, there it is. It is Seth. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that fucking sucks, man. That fucking sucks. He was wide open. Was he? It was yes. a good shot. And so the Curry. Drove it in the middle of the lane, kicked it out to Embiid. Very Simmons style, by the way. Drive into the lane, kicked it out to Embiid. Embiid is wide open from 17 feet. Like, wide the fuck open. I have no idea how he's that open and blows it. Oh, my God. Damn. That's a fucking brutal loss. Does anyone in the chat know what the line of this game was? It had to be like six or five and a half with all those Hawks players out. Pre-game? Yeah. What the line was pre-game? The line pre-game was <laughs> Sixers minus 11. Minus 11? Yeah. I guess in Philly, and yeah. Beats playing, well, trades yeah. out. Wow. That's fucking embarrassing, man. They, 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 they lose too many games like this. They, they lose too many games. This is what happens when you're... I said this on the last pod. This is what happens when you're like... When you win half your games is you end up losing games like this. That's fucking terrible, man. Jesus. I feel bad for anyone coming to us now. I have no fucking analysis. Good game from uh, Tyler Johnson. Hit a three. (laughs) That was it? Only the one three? If you can do that every game? Well, let's see. I've been listening since before Cornflower. I can't believe I'm going right back to this. I feel like I have to. I feel like I have to. Are, are you okay for me to finish this now? Yeah, we I have feel, to. Okay. All right. Let's do okay. it. Um, I've been listening since before Cornflower was a sponsor. The one time I went on vacation and didn't listen to the pod, the Lickface episode happened. I heard it the next episode and thought it was just some small bit that I didn't need to figure out. Months and years have passed. The mic is still beating it into the ground like the printer in office space. Others mention it like the mark of a true processor, but I still haven't taken the five minutes to Google it. I hate not knowing it, but it's so ironic at this point that I can't bring myself to take the red pill and look it up. That's the type of sadism that you have to enjoy 
to root for the Sixers while simultaneously hating them. Welcome to hear the Colt brothers and soon your girlfriends that you'll drag to Indianapolis to watch a guy that had to pay a covered Xfinity live play in the NBA. Five stars. No, I'm sorry, Bobby Abreu Truther. I'm not done. So let's, uh, let's, all I'm going to do here is promote that we're not reacting to the game. Watch live as we haven't really watched any of the game, but. We only have 14 months left. But I, I feel like there's not that much of it. Oh, there is. Okay. All right. Yo, Spike, chill with the ads. You start the pod with ads. You play the intro, proceed to read some ads, and have a five-minute dialogue with Mike, followed by more ads. How do you think these tattoos get paid for, buddy? If you grew up in the Philly area, you know the unique genre of WIP sports radio. RTRS is the same and mostly in a good way. It's a podcast about the Sixers, but mostly it's a living room love note to Philly sports culture. It's a celebrative celebration of our invisible community of weird provincial, basically decent humans. Sometimes I wish they pump the brakes on the variety show bits. And usually I quit listening during the off season where the show strays too far from its core, but I am forever grateful that it keeps me connected to the city and the sports culture for many years away. Five stars. Uh, 100% success rate in which the guy who insisted that signing LeBron would have been more trouble than it's worth. And the guy who celebrated when the Sixers traded up to pick faults instead of Tatum remind us of how they were and are always right about everything. Unfortunately, it's the only podcast about the Sixers. Five stars. Made the last review. Would you consider signing Jeremy Lin to a one-year deal to be a backup good relationship with Maury? Maury said he should have been the 13th pick in the 2010 NBA draft. He's one of the best analytical players Maury has seen or had. Would be an interesting move. Again, love the pod. Jewish Philadelphia sports fans who subconsciously look down on Eagles fans. Nice to see some representation in that art. Somehow, like 50% of what comes out of Mike's mouth is um. Used to love this pod. However, I can no longer listen to Mike. He looks like a stereotypical council rock soccer dork, and he has the full-blown white guilt politics of the rich folk over a new town to match. Just one terrible take after another. Unsubscribe. Also, please note, COVID is over. This was November 30th, 2020. Also, please note, COVID is over. These two freaks still prostelitizing about the virtue of staying at home after nine months is asinine. We all... By the way, I went to work every day during COVID, motherfucker. We all do not live our lives in constant fear of dying in a car accident. The odds of dying of this for regular people with regular health are just as low, if not lower. For those with health issues, those are complications you take personal responsibility for and act accordingly. Okay. Those damn contagious car accidents. Yeah. I've been listening so long, I've stopped being mad when they're wrong. Who cares anyway? One dude is like a cross between AOC, Papa Crude, and a millennial version of the Celtics-loving writer who shall not be named. The other seems pretty normal, except for his weird Jimmy anti-Jimmy Butler fetish. I loved them for three years, hated them for two, and I liked them again. I just watched The Big Lebowski for the first time, and I heard the line, Larry Sweetie, the man is here. I got PTSD of listening to this pod. I can't decide if it's because the pod has scarred me for life, or I love listening to it. I think it's closer to the former. The sons of far-right COVID-denying author Mark Levin and hated <laughs> Philadelphia sports journalist Howard Eskin discuss the current state of the Hispanic community in the United States. 
I'm basically a brand new Sixers fan. And this podcast has been fantastic as I try to get into basketball and the Sixers. I decided to start watching the Sixers because Jay Rich came to a Philadelphia Union game. Then a pandemic hit and I stopped following the NBA. But now I'm following more closely than ever. And this podcast is a big part of that. Can't recommend enough. Although it's tough to follow the many inside jokes, but you'll pick them up quick. Wait, I think I was supposed to be more snarky. Philly versus everybody. By the way, speaking of versus everybody, I'd like to give a shout out to wrestler, Ring of Honor wrestler, Brian the Mecca Johnson. That's what this t-shirt is. He has a wrestling move called the Spike Eskin. Um, it's fucking awesome it's to incredible. hear my friend Ian, who is the ring announcer, not the ring announcer, but like the uh, the the play-by-play announcer for Ring of Honor, hear him yell, Spike Eskin! Um, so Brian Johnson is from Philly. And he's a Sixers fan. Uh, shout out the Mecca. So there you go. Excellent podcast that's sometimes about basketball, hosted by the sons of Jewish Santa and a Lakers fan who critiques the handsomeness of the Sixers. Oh God, this is a good one. <laughs> this is a long one just for you, Spike. Howard is better than me. Howard is better than me. It's like a page of Howard is better. Than he me. did not type this out. He copied and pasted. Yeah, it. that's a copy and paste. Mike has become Bill Simmons. It's funny through all these reviews. I'm Bill Simmons. Mike's Bill Simmons. We're all Bill Simmons. Mike is now Bill Simmons. I really want to like this podcast. I love the passion and they both know basketball, but there's too much rambling and lack of focus. Mike seems like a bright guy, but he often seems to have trouble articulating his thoughts. He seems to begin sentences without knowing how he's going to end up. <laughs> I'd like the idea of like someone just sitting down and listening or watching and just thinking like trying so hard to like the podcast. Yeah. Like if you just, if, if you feel like you're not liking it, you don't listen, you don't watch, yes. you move on with your day. You don't figure out why and then leave a review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So strange. Too many ads. Less is more. Thanks for ruining my favorite Lebowski scene and my second favorite Run the Jewels song. Gambling is silly. You guys don't like each other as much as you used to. Lickface was a tired joke from the inception of the jigsaw. The only real music is classical music. Words are dumb. We like each other exactly the same as we've always liked each other. The pod is still better in the off season. Frank from Lewis. Before the NBA season, I went through online sports books and found my NBA futures bets. I found the typical plus 450 Luka MVP, LaMelo rookie of the year plus 450. But then I found the opportunity of a lifetime, Shake Milton to win six man of the year plus 10,000 plus 100,000. I was very confident and put a responsible amount of money on to win 100 times that responsible amount. After one preseason game, Shake's odds dropped to plus 5,000. I clearly have leverage on Vegas. I listen to this great pod. It typically helps my mental health. Unfortunately, Spike's biggest takeaway of the preseason game is for Shake to start. Spike, please don't speak this into existence. My kids need food on the table. Let's wait the appropriate amount of time uh, to start calling for him to start, please. Great pod. Keep up the good work. Love the pod. Spike, you're a great person. I appreciate all you do for the community. Mike, I love your sense of humor and fandom. The son of a fast food mascot and suburban yuppie turned wannabe Hollywood elite attempt in vain to completely discuss math and finance. Occasionally touching on basketball, the liberal slant makes this pod nearly unlistenable, but Sixers fans have literally no other podcast option. So I guess it will do. How in the world can Al Horford and Josh Richardson both shooting over 40%? Horford has done it once on any kind of volume, and Jay Rich only did it his rookie year. Get a five, and Sixers Twitter complaining about Seth Curry gets a 4.5. Absolutely ridiculous. That's about AU's bold prediction score. Mm -hmm. 
RTRS and the Dan Lebetard Show are the two greatest podcasts in existence. With Jimmy Butler on the Heat, there seems to be a petty rivalry between Pat Philly and Miami fans. If we get a Sixers Heat playoff series this season, can the show get Mike Ryan, Extreme Heat Homer, as a guest and just have him and Spike yell at each other for over an hour with Mike Levin as the moderator? I just want to say that Porky's is a seriously underrated 80s movie. During the snowstorm last week, I stumbled upon the Porky's trilogy on Amazon Prime. I often think how bad the coach of Angel Beach High School basketball is. In two clutch game situations, he brought Edward Pee Wee Morris off the bench. Pee Wee had no statistical reason to be in the state championship game. But then again, he sank the game winning shot, also costing Porky the money he bet on Angel Beach's opponent. So I guess I don't know a lot about X's and O's, but I know this is a great basketball podcast about my favorite team. This one is a year ago today. Oh, that one was? This this one right now is a year ago today. Oh, the good thing is it means we only have a year worth of reviews left. That's right. If the Sixers trade Thibault off to change my allegiance to the team he winds up at, yada, yada. Don't let the the door hit you on the way out, Matisse. While looking at Mike's tweets, it appeared to be that Mike's Twitter bio does not include Lickface at the end. This brings into question, was Mike really here for the process? He used to have it. I guess he took it out as he became more uh, fancy yeah, or whatever. He had to add more shows. He didn't have room to uh, uh, keep my face in it. Wow, look at that. Mike, I know you asked MB during the pod you had with him about during the bubble about him picking his wedgies from free throws. It is the second quarter during the Knicks game, and he's missed two free throws already. And have I've noticed he stopped picking his wedgies. Do you think it's because he had a kid? Regular listener, love the pod. <laughs> a Knicks fan talking to a Sixers fan about a struggling NBA franchise. Long-time listener loved the pod. The tank versus baby stuff kind of made me look at this community a bit different. But hey, it's all love. Keep it up. Great stuff. Stay original. Will somebody please tell Mark Zumoff the Taco Bell take is never a take? I've noticed watching League Pass, the Taco Bell take is in every market, and it's never a take. Never a take. It's, it's really jarring watching another game and they like seeing them do similar stuff that you've kind of always associated with Sixers games, but now you're seeing it in like a different market. Yeah. Spike and Mike should react live to King Cobra JFS on YouTube. Poot, 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 poot. This podcast has ruined my life. Not good to know too much about this team. Spike and Mike's protracted argument about whether the NBA should have canceled the Sixers COVID game against the Nuggets. Yikes. Haven't been that uncomfortable since my parents told me and my little sister they were getting a divorce. I don't remember that fight. I I remember... It was the Sixers' fault that they didn't get that game canceled because they didn't report the COVID cases. Um, they were late reporting it, and they didn't say that Mike Scott was injured, so they had the right amount of players. I think you just didn't want to talk about it at all, and Mike uh, did, so you were like angry just to talk about it because you knew people were going to comment shit. Be mad about it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do hate talking about this shit. I, I we got a I'm not even gonna say who it is. We got a an email from the comms director of a politician who's running for office in one of the states that we broadcast in, asking to come on the podcast, saying this person wouldn't even talk about politics, would just talk about basketball. And I I told the comms director, I was like, you know, at one point I would have done this because it would have been fun. Like even last year we had Andrew Yang, Helen Gim. People get so mad about any of that shit. I just hate having people mad at us for that shit. You know what I mean? Like I just, I feel like that there's, 
there's never any answer to it, which is why I didn't want to talk about the COVID thing. Like it was just going to make people mad. I didn't know what the answer was. I understood Mike's reason for wanting to talk about it. I just, all that shit just makes people so mad anymore. Um, I'll never listen to a 3000 review podcast. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one who remembers Spike had a Power Man 5000 drop for Dwayne Deadman. I did. Turn me on, Mr. Deadman. That's when I used to do it at the uh, radio station. We listen to a few other sports podcasts, but can honestly say that you guys are the only ones who truly tell it like it is from a fan perspective and really empathize with us. And you make the season bearable when the team loses to the Cavs or they get COVID or they get fined $25,000 or when Ben has a terrible game like he did against the Heat or when you will ultimately talk about the hardened trade that happened moments ago. My dad and I have been listening to you guys for a while. It would mean the world to him if you read this. Shout out to my dad. Pod equals kind of lame. Five stars. Spike, you're great, but Mike is the reason. Oh, we've done that one. My friend Alex and I listen to a few other sports podcasts, but oh, that one again. Oh, I love this. Favorite pod. Read it. Oh, another repeat. This is amazing. Wait, repeat from like previous pods that you've... Yeah, no, previous one that I read. Read in the traditional enthusiastic opening Spike voice. Oh, no. The rights to Ricky Hippo. No, I didn't have that one. Um, well, it was short anyway. How would you guys feel about making the All-Star game more like the NHL and doing a three-on-three half-court tournament? Love the podcast. The best, my favorite podcast. I hate listening to you talk about my beloved squad like I hate follow tits and grass girls that hit bongs on IG while my people are locked up on possession charges. <laughs> I've never tried that hashtag on IG. Shout out to Ted in the YouTube chat. Is Justina's husband. I mean, he's his own person, but uh, Ted's a great dude. Ted, uh, so Ted's wife, Justina, uh, works at Providence Animal Center and has been my contact at Providence Animal Center for a number of years. Um, and every time I meet Ted, every time like I see Ted, I go back and I tell my wife, Ted is the fucking just like the greatest guy. I just want, have you ever met one of those guys? You walk away and you're like, man, this guy's just, he's a great fucking guy. So he's good. A great dude. Yeah. He's a, he's a good man. So what's up, Ted? I can't believe I'm doing it again either. I know Spike hates people that listen to the podcast sped up, but Eliza Hardy Jones relationship advice, pot, it sounds even better at 1.5 X. Also, how did you manage the sit versus stand wipe without getting a bidet sponsorship? Still sort of disappointed in that. Uh, or is it what's what's that i said it's not too late no it's not too late we have one slot open right we do have one slot open if you're listening to this we do have one slot open for a sponsor in 2022 one slot open for a sponsor in 2022 um preferred bidet company open to anything would love to have a tushy sponsorship also i use dollar shave club i know they advertise on podcasts i've been a dollar shave club uh, customer for like 10 years. What's your subscription? You get it every month? One I'm every other month. month because uh, I I keep like this hair. So I'm really only shaving here mm. and here, you know, and I can use the razors longer. So I'm every other month, but I use every other month with the razors and I use the uh, shave butter and then the aftershave cream. Mm. Mostly it's good product, mostly because it's just one less thing I have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, these guys are fun to listen to. 
while most national podcasts are stuck talking about how this is actually LeBron's best season or how the Nets and Clippers are the best or more time talking about Luka and his team, I can come back here and listen to people who are completely irrational about the Sixers as I am. Moving away from Philly removed me from local sports radio, and this show gives me a less insane but still comforting level of Philadelphia fandom in my life. RIP Art of the Take. The Art of the Take met its demise prematurely. Don't let Simmons win that genre. Love listening to Spike and all-around good guy Mike. Through insufferable second-half collapses, this pod keeps my sanity sometimes. I'm a junior at Millville, Millersville University, but I want to share a story about how I presented a speech on Burnergate in my freshman speech class. Along with my speech, I presented a PowerPoint of a majority of the tweets to my professor that had no clue about this or anything Sixers related. She started cracking up in the name of Eric Jr., and this podcast inspired me to do that project. Whether that sounds sad to some people or not, I'll leave that up for interpretation. Keep up the good work. WWDD. What would Daryl do? Hey, guys. Love the pod, but I want to chime in that Delaware absolutely has a north and a south. Northern Delaware is nothing like Southern Delaware. It's called slower, lower Delaware for a reason. The state is in a different world in the north, Newcastle County, compared to the rest of the state, Kent and Sussex. Sick three-and-a-half-minute podcast commercials. Hey, Spike. Sick three-and-a-half-minute podcast commercials. That's a market awareness only FM radio can relate to. The pod is fun. By the way, FM radio commercials are a minute and 30 seconds. or never three minutes. The pod is fun, but your ads literally disincentivize me from supporting any of these places. Who is changing their mind about Delaware Beach House at the 256 mark? Um, you know what? This guy can go fuck himself. Honestly. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck. I enjoy the podcast a lot, a lot, but I'm here as a sponsor read connoisseur first and a b-ball fan second. This is what I like. That's that's a great follow up. Yep. The way Spike and Mike champion and promote their sponsors, not to mention how Spike finds a new slant for each ad, makes this podcast noteworthy. Can't wait till I can get a dog or a cat and a personal entry at work. Go Sixers! unbelievable that that one followed up the other one. If there's a clippable moment in the two hours and 46 minutes that we've been going at it. It's that one. It's that one. Great podcast, great production, nothing sugar-coated, entertaining content. I never miss one. Uh, Joel's off-brand white sweatshirt. Is there now or has there ever been a sixer with personal style as good as Russell Westbrook? Writes to Ricky Sanchez, help me fall in love with the team back in 2017. Hashtag normal collar. Fire Roseman. How can I explain getting into an NBA podcast during the COVID league shutdown? This podcast is as entertaining as, as informational and thought provoking. I tend to shy away from sports talk that focuses on host personalities, but I can't get enough spike and Mike. They're funny. The pods foundation is committed to deep diving into my team, my town, the 76ers. They've got something special figured out. I'm assuming you've seen, You've seen the video of the old lady receiving the signed Danny jersey he gifted for her. Does it surprise you that Danny Green is a random old lady's favorite player? Because it most definitely does not surprise me. Love Danny, but that guy oozes creepy vibes. The type that goes all out every year for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 100% with Spike on Denver's altitude giving them a competitive advantage. But here's the thing. We deserve it. We're a small market who's been spurned by the likes of Andre Iguodala and Jeremy freaking Grant. We don't have the luxury of playing in Mickey Mouse East. We need all the breaks we can get. In all seriousness, I love the show. I've been listener for five years. You guys have turned the Sixers into my second favorite team and Embiid into my favorite non-nugget in the league. If the basketball gods are good, we'll get a Sixers-Nuggets final to settle who's the best player in the NBA. 
more hats for Mike, please. Wearing a hat got Mike to stop playing with his hair for seven consecutive <laughs> seconds. But seriously, thanks for keeping me entertained at work. Great pod. Mike, I had COVID 16 weeks ago. Many of my friends did as well. COVID is not ex- affecting Seth Curry. There it goes again. Where do I begin? I'll start by saying I love you, fellas, and I've been with you almost from the beginning. However, I've become increasingly bothered by just how big of a homer our sweet boy Michael Levin is. What I've noticed is that Spike, who is often very measured and realistic about the team, is viewed as the negative guy because his podcast partner thinks Shake Milton is a future first-team All-NBA candidate. Mike mentioned him in the same breath as Penny Hardaway today. Honestly, it's actually impressive that a founding member of the Only Sixers podcast is always the last to know when it comes to our guys. He was the last to know that it wasn't a shoulder injury that ailed Markel Fultz, and instead it was Markel's basketball versions of Rick Ankeel. Mike was the last to know about Zaire Smith. He kept mentioning Zaire as a valuable trade chip for the Sixers and told us he was a few pounds away from being P.J. Tucker just before Zaire was traded as a throw-in piece and then cut and out of the league. Spike will offer a very realistic analysis of Ben Simmons not improving offensive enough, only for Mike to counter by telling us that Ben has improved his free throw shooting by 0.01% this season. Mike will be the last to know that Ben is not turning into a first-team all-NBA point guard. It will just be around the time that Ben demands a trade from the Lakers two years from now when our beautiful boy Michael comes to grips with that reality. I wish I could recall the days when KJ McDaniels flashed for three games in NBA Summer League because I'm sure Mike had him on the way to the Hall of Fame. Anyway, did I mention I love you guys? Great overall, man. It's uh, truly been a fun ride with you. feels great to once again have a competent front office leading our franchise. Awesome to listen to two guys that really love the Sixers. I mean, really hate the Sixers. I mean, really love the Sixers. To use one of Mike's own words, this guy is the most clunky talker ever. Uh, I don't know how um, <laughs> this guy you don't know is um, getting laughed out of writing rooms. Uh, you know, I'm sure Spike wouldn't let such hard speaking skills on air. Longtime listener, but felt the need to give you guys four stars and comment on this last pod. You see, a few years back, my girlfriend and I drove out to Allentown uh, early and had a half day to kill before night festivities. My girlfriend suggested a scary movie. Uh, I suggested Dunkirk. So of course we chose a scary movie. That scary movie or what we thought was a scary movie happened to be a ghost story. Five to 10 minutes into the movie, we're like, hmm, this doesn't have a typical scary music or scenes. After about 30 minutes, we realized we're watching a bunch of sad ghosts, which are a bunch of low-budget bedsheets over people's bodies walk around the houses they used to live in. That's it. No drama, no scares, no storyline, no action, just a hilariously terrible low-budget indie film of people walking around with a bedsheet over their heads. The climax of this movie is Ghost 2 saying, I don't remember. This movie was so laughably bad that to this day, my girlfriend will still very consistently, spoiler alert, put a blanket over her her head and say, I don't remember. When I'm with friends talking movies, it's our go-to movie that we recommend as a joke. The fact that Spike has this in his top three rewatchable films makes me doubt the process for the first time. Mike, it's not my fault that you and your wife aren't smart enough to get in the movie. I as don't a, know. As a joke, I've, I haven't heard any bad things about that movie. I mean, it's definitely different. It is very slow. It does have a guy in a sheet the entire time, but it's very sad. Teaches you a lot about life and love. I'm sorry that you guys aren't smart enough to get it. And you can quote, 
And you can look at Milwaukee, who has their own big three that is obviously a little bit smaller than Brooklyn's as far as big mix goes, Mike Levin. You simply cannot find this type of hard-hitting analysis anywhere else. Yeah, this pod is definitely great. I don't even care for Philly, but somehow I've grown to care for this roster because of the pod. Love the pod. Get all my crypto advice from the expert Mike. He's very passionate about Bitcoins and sometimes drops tips about hedge funds too. Spike is really into Dogecoin and helps with pet adoption so you can trust him too. Thanks, guys. One, we were right. Analytics, stock advice, and general business tips for the climbing the corporate ladder. Good for aspiring, aspiring executives. Great pod by great hosts. Been a very dedicated listener for several years now and finally decided to provide a review. I can honestly say the only reason I felt compelled to review was that I found myself watching the YouTube version of the pod with Mike in the closet after I already listened to the pod on the phone. What is wrong with me? I think I'm officially in a cult. Five stars. Silver chair. Spike is one of your older fans and a longtime hate listener of the Eskin-centric entertainment. The pod has really been something to look forward to during this monotonous year. Spike's trolling is nuanced enough to be entertaining, and Mike is all of us who experience the game-to-game and possession-to-possession heartburn and over-the-top joy that is the Sixers. Before the move to WIP and before I knew Spike was an Eskin, I went from Stern into Spike show every day on YSP. He sold Silverchair hard to the point that I bought the CD. That and Young Rock were worth five stars. Uh, I never followed Stern on YSP, actually. Never happened. I was on middays, but Danny Bonaducci was in mornings. So, Listening to the latest Ricky after a terrible heat loss, whatever was medicating Mike did get through the game. Whatever medicating Mike did to get through the game was well needed. Back to the pain of being a Sixers fan I'll have when he's having. One smart guy who does an ex- excellent job of getting sound, well-thought-out, well-reasoned arguments that are not too controversial, and one smart guy who sounds like a jerk when he tries to troll people. That said, he's probably the only guy who would understand my anger and fear about Jimmy Butler. Love the pod. Both guys are great. I never noticed, but once the podcast started going live, I noticed that Mike is more secretly buff as his arms look really muscular. I want to ask Mike to release his workout regimen to the public immediately. Love the pod. Five stars. Not a lot to stay here, but Ben Simmons can't win. If Ben Simmons can't win this game tonight, he's officially a loser. Same goes for Doc. Been a listener since we won the lottery. I wish I knew about the pod before then. Listened to every pod for a couple of years. Been on and off since I stopped listening to podcasts altogether. I love and feel a connection to the pod. It's the only Sixers podcast, but man, Spike, just be wildin' sometimes. I'm not sure if he's trolling or what. The Tyler Hero thing almost made me unsubscribe. You don't have to be a homer, but come on, bro. You tripping, maybe. You just be trolling and I'm tripping. It's your pod and you can do whatever you want. I'm just trying to get this off my chest. We should all respect each other's opinions and not shove ideology to the listeners. <laughs> I'm definitely not shoving ideology. Your Great content, ideology. but so thankful for the skip button. Ads, 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 ads. Bro, we do three ads a pod. <laughs> We really don't do a lot of ads. Used to be great. Spike is fine, but Mike's politics ruined the show over the last year. I thought he was smarter than red team, bad, blue team, good, but I was wrong. If you thought that anti-process partisan hacks would have a moment of self-reflection and realize what the process Sixers wouldn't have Embiid, who finished second in MVP voting, and that a seven-game lost to the Hawks wasn't an indictment on San Hinkie, who was fired or whatever six years ago and didn't even draft Simmons, you would be wrong. 
Fortunately, fortunately, there's rights to Ricky Sanchez, except maybe not, because apparently the biggest problem that people have with the process is that the Sixers were arrogant and pretended like tanking was something new and genius. And RTRS is thus why these, probably why these whiners got Silver to kill the franchise. Mike should not be banned from the podcast. The only correct punishment for him to, is to have to do even more pods than he already does. Also bring back the normal collar shirts. We did bring back those shirts. Trust the results. With how much Spike is focused on results lately, I look forward to him eventually turning on the process. The four stars make me giggle. Like they yes. saw it, they were like, ah, it's, it's not quite there. Not I mean, quite five. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Subers to Portland. Will Alex Subers be involved in the eventual Ben package? By the way, I'm playing in the Dominican Republic now, in case you were wondering. Ciao, TTP. <laughs> oh, the, from Hollis Thompson. Subers needs to go. I know he is probably your style icon, but Subers like Ben has soft energy, plenty of skateboard only parks in California. You can bring his streetwear and manicured existence there. That is enough with Alex Subers seems like a very nice guy. Anyone who says you must be fun at parties is the worst and probably less enjoyable in any public setting than the accused. <laughs> Burners and basketball. Come on, Sixers, Adam man up and tell Molly how you feel. Don't be weird. Come on. Come on. What the fuck? Yikes. Great hosting Mike, but that first guest was so bad. OMG, keep that guy away. Mm. When I wasn't on the podcast, he had Ricky Tynes. Uh right. He had Ricky Tynes and he had Jordan. From separate Spencer. episode, but Oh really? Oh you're had- right. He had an MOC on because it was right. the two right. guests. Spike and Mike Eskin are very knowledgeable and funny duo. Best podcast for the Sixers. Best podcast to hear the host intro the music every single podcast. Was listening to the pod with my brother, a non-listener. After 15 minutes, he looks at me and asks, when are they going to get to the basketball? I thought this was a basketball podcast. Five stars. Hey, Skip and Mike, huge fan of the pod. Been listening to the Ricky for a few years now. My first question is, what do you think the chances are Ben Simmons are able to flourish in another environment or team, or will he forever be the non-shooting defensive-minded player? My non-Sixers, my non-basketball question is, if you could pick one weird dad hobby. Uh, we, we read this on the pod. Also, my name's not Skip. We're in October. Yeah. Summer flew by. Great pod. There should be a cameo episode where Keith Pompey is the third co-host. The man is a fountain of content and offers so much. RIP Alabama. Sorry for your loss, Spike. Alabama story. Um, Don't mean to bring anybody down. We're sitting watching TV the other day. And under the TV, we have like a, um, a thing. Like a... The TV's on the wall, but it's like a thing where we have some pictures and like, you know, Christmas lights, whatever. And a couple of pictures of me, my wife and Rebel, whatever. And I looked down at it and there was a square picture of Alabama looking at me that was not there before. My wife had put it there Mm. and not told me. Mm. And it was right by where her ashes box were. And I just fucking burst into tears. And she felt so bad. I was like, where did the Alabama picture come from? She was like, I put it there. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll move it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. I just, I saw her look like it was in the dark. I saw her. Anyway, I miss my cat. Miss Alabama. What a good cat. 
Hey, Spike and Mike, many lows and a few highs spent listening to you two over the years. I also think Mike can wear and self-care however he chooses. Live free, brother. My basketball question is more of an observation that I've been thinking about for years. I'd love to hear you guys' input. Not sure how active or engaged either of you are with Ben on Instagram, but I've noticed he's closer, closer with Adam Subers <laughs> than a vast majority of the team itself. Talking about the only member of the Sixers organization that Ben was posting photos with on his birthday. This is kind of funny to me. The guy cares so much about trying to not trying to look bad on the court is super tight with the guy that controls the larger part of his image as a whole. Not to mention, one could argue his Instagram is better put together than his game. Non-basketball question. If you were to wear one pair of shoes for the rest of your life, what would they be? Side note, our fantasy football league has a rule that if you lose by 50 or more, the winning team gets to change your name for the week. So in week seven of the fantasy season, I am now the I love Kawhi Daggers. Sometimes I wish I had really gotten into dinosaurs when I was a kid instead. Thank you for continuing to help me through the work week. Solid and entertaining analysis, but mostly listen for the great bathroom talk toward the end of the app. I live for Mike's Lord of the Rings references. I can confirm that sleep deprivation is diabolical torture technique. Given my mental state, it's possible my judgment is impaired, but I find the Ricky entertaining. Hands down, my favorite pod across the board, and I have a podcast. Started listening six years ago when my daughter was born. She never wanted to sleep, and I would bounce her for hours during the night. You guys were my trusty companion. Just interesting enough to keep me awake, but not so enthralling that I couldn't get back to sleep. Just when she started acting like a normal human, my son arrived with the same non-sleeping condition. Writes to Ricky is the perfect combination of nostalgia and the host persistent enough to keep giving the Sixers takes with fantastic music and delightful random commentaries sprinkled on top. The true tr the crew truly cares about us community and walks the walk. Feels a little creepy to listen to this, rocking babies in the dark without saying hello. So hello, and thank you for fighting the good fight. TTP for life. One question for you. Would you rather watch Doc Rivers endlessly toil with a non-optimized bench rotation blowing fourth quarter leads or sit in front of a computer that appears to be loading a page but never loads for eternity? Onward, Matthew. If you like sponsorship reads, this is the pod for you. Tune in while Spike tries to fit in 30 sponsor promos around Mike's general malaise. Basically, if the Sixers made a baby, it's this pod. AKA used to be sort of fun, now underwhelming and lost. But hey, war on drugs. Three stars. I, yeah, three stars. I came for Sixers analysis. I stay for Brian Windhorst slander. I mostly came to leave a five-star review to reach their goal of 3,000 reviews and force Spike to read them on a future pod. I'm a relatively new Ricky listener, but my husband is a diehard Ricky fan from the process years. The theme song caught my attention one morning when he was listening, and I've been hooked ever since. I mostly listened for the detailed Sixers analysis and how to learn about third-string bench players I'd never heard before listening. Thanks to the Ricky pod, I have obscure Sixers statistics that I don't know how to use in my everyday life, but somehow find a way to bring up at parties. I also listen for the jigsaws and the other non-basketball nonsense. I'm happy that I can now say I'm down with TTP. The most available basketball pod, and as we know, the best ability is availability. The following Mike phrases are taken directly from the last episode of the pod in reference to George Niang. Switchable on most guys, certainly slow-footed, smart, hard to move, physical. He gets his hand on a lot of balls and makes stuff happen. He's not small. I've been asking for it all off-season and during the season, and he's doing it. I think it looks good, certainly interesting. He finished through contact four times. He doesn't just pump and go. 
I moved out of Reading, PA a couple of years ago, and now I'm in the DC area. The Ricky has filled the void of having little to no friends that are Sixers fans to talk about games. I couldn't be more thankful. Thanks for the awesome pod, fellas. I am led to believe that Seth Curry wears the same undershirt every game. The white undershirt has two small holes in the back armpit area, unless he's getting some kind of weird treatment where they have to cut holes in a shirt, but I'm pretty sure it's the same shirt. I stumbled across the podcast looking for Sixers coverage beyond blustery hot takes and discussion of only discussion of the star players and how they're performing. I'd rather hear about the development of the young players, discussions about the offensive or defensive philosophy, and sometimes an odd would you rather scenario. This is worth your time if you care about the Sixers. (sighs) My family was hoping I'd be a boy. To help make up for being born female, I follow my father's sports teams with a passion so he still has a child to bond over sports with. I've pretty much given trash takes my entire life until listening to the Ricky. I talk about your analysis with my dad after every podcast, and he says he's impressed that I've finally begun to grasp basketball. Thank you for your takes. They're both intelligent and funny. We both thoroughly enjoy the mailbag and basketball content. Look, I'm only writing this because people need to see the absolute... The absolute horrible that was the halftime show of Warriors Hornets on Sunday night. I apologize in advance. Spikes taught me more life lessons on this pod than my own father. Weight loss tips, relationship advice, how to do the fake laugh to make yourself real smile, and just as general life advice. Mike could be better. (laughs) I think you read that on the pod. Oh, did I? I remember the Mike could be better. A lot of, a lot of, I don't know if this is a regular reviewer, but we've had Hollis Thompson. Leave multiple reviews. I think. It, couldn't it just be like? I think it's different, different people, people setting their yeah. name as that because yeah. you know, Hollis. This is an excellent podcast. Easily the best Sixers podcast out there. Spike and Mike are awesome. But if you're going to care about dog bed brands way more than you should, I think I'm annoying my friends and family with my newfound dog bed knowledge. Tread lightly. I started listening to this podcast the day the Sixers traded up to pick faults. So maybe this is all my fault. <laughs> I am led to believe, oh, this is an update on the Seth Curry conspiracy. I noticed that the Drummond undershirt also has the same holes in the same spots. I feel like I'm going crazy. The rights to Ricky Sanchez has quickly become my go-to source for Sixers news and commentary. As the leader of a small business, staying informed on the Ben Simmons drama is of grave importance. Wet Pants Denim is an iconic alternative fashion brand producing jeans that mimic the aesthetic of urinary incontinence. We hope to see our product on NBA legends such as Paul Reed and Tyrese Maxey in the future. Wet look, dry feel. I looked that up once. It's a real thing. It's jeans that look like you peed in them. I don't know who would want those. (laughs) Despite Mike's politics, a great pod. I grew up watching the Bulls and Lakers in the mid-90s when India first opened up its economy to American awesomeness, including the NBA. I wasn't a fan of a team as much as the most marketed athletes in sports history. So when I moved to the Philly area, circa Sam Hinkie's emotional letter to the Sixers fan, fan base, I had to jump in. Since then, RTRS has been a guiding light to hopefully Sixers Nirvana. The only downside is Mike's lefty crap. For what it's worth, the same ideas that impoverished hundreds of millions in my country gets imbued into an otherwise brilliant pod. Nonetheless, this country and this pod are awesome. Five stars. <laughs> Hello, my name is Spike Eskin, and I've just invented a pleasure box. I don't know what that means. This pod gives me joy even in a month where Tony Roten was arrested. Hoops, humor, and humanity. This is a good podcast. I listen to every episode. Lately, the most enjoyable part has been Spike slowly becoming his father. 
Say it, Spike, because it's true. I'm just like my dad, and I also don't understand Ben Dietrich. Love the show. The ads are annoying. Spike is annoying, but that's okay. His favorite NBA player of all time is John Starks. I don't understand Ben Dietrich. Okay. Uh, old school Sixers fan. The show has dragged my understanding of the NBA into the 21st century and kept me laughing along the way. Thanks, Spike and Mike. Have twice recommended a jeweler I've never used. Not here to be entertained, just here for the terrible takes. I feel Mike and I have the same uncontrollable connection to this heart-wrenching team. Spike is adequate. In response to the four versus four basketball... F- backyard football draft in a snake draft spike picks and then Mike picks twice and then spike picks twice and so on. But spike pick B ball Paul and then Mike picks Tobias who spike says would have been his pick when in fact it was spikes turn. Therefore Mike cheated. Mike will deny any wrongdoing and pretend to be half asleep when in fact he was trying to make sure that his backyard football team was better than spikes because he's mad. He couldn't pick his former coworker, Ben Simmons. Love the pod five stars writing this after watching the end of double OT loss to the wolves on my phone while dinner was being served at a wedding. A great example of how unrewarding it is to be a fan. Thanks Spike and Mike for giving voice to an unfulfilled fan base. All we want is for the Sixers to be a normal, great team. This podcast is half about the 76ers and half about butts. A friend told me this podcast was a must, especially for the off-season info. Now I listen all the time. I use the term Simo the Savage with non-RTRS listeners as if they should know what I'm talking about. Writes Ricky Sanchez gives enthused and entertaining insights and strikes the perfect balance of wide-eyed optimism and knowing pessimism required to be Philly sports fan. Note, Mike's continual and undeterred love for Sixers young bench players is remarkable. Such a carryover from the height of the process when fans were forced to talk ourselves into the potential of Carr Sampson's and Hollis Thompson. Except we're a playoff team now, but Mike still swears the key to the team is getting 20-plus minutes from B-Ball Paul, Charles Bassey, and Grant Riller. Listening to him to compare Isaiah Joe, whose best case is becoming TLC, to Kevin Martin, who scored 20 a game, is high comedy. Keep up the great work. Just throw a bucket of cold water on Mike every once in a while uh, after a night of garbage time success from the bench unit. Love the podcast, but when will these cowards finally address the resemblance between George Yang and Elliot Gould? This story, the media is too afraid to touch. My name is Scotty Kaufman. I met Mike at an Ithaca event in LA before the lockdown. We were supposed to talk about industry stuff, talked about Joel instead. Love the pod. Keep it up. Uh, this liver's one I already read. You read the, the Ithaca one too. Mike said he remembered the guy. I read that one on the pod, but the liver's one I read on this pod. Oh. Spike's wrong about Maxi, and Mike is right. Great show. In the spirit of optionality, you have to grow Maxi and they have to grow the Maxi and Bead partnership for now. If Maxi stays and we get a big time wing for 25 as opposed to Lillard, Maxi fits in as a starting combo guard who helps us play with pace. For example, he could start next to Harden and Embiid next year. Um as a as a pause. I've been asked to live review the stateside bourbon. I'm not good at reviewing uh, alcohol. I think it's great. Um, the thing I like about bourbon rather than scotch, I like scotch too, but bourbon is like, bourbon's an easier drink than, sco- than, uh, than scotch is. Is that know? something you acquired as you got older? Yeah. So 
I was at a wedding with my wife 10 years ago. And all I drank at that point was beer. I was never a big like drinker. And we were at the w- wedding and I had started watching Mad Men. And we're in line for a drink. And I looked at her and I go, uh, I'm going to start drinking old fashions. And she was like, what's in an old fashioned? I was like, I don't really know. I was like, I see it on Mad Men all the time. And I'm too old to be drinking beer. And uh, so I got it and it tasted horrible. And a buddy of mine came over and he said, um, he said, what are you drinking? I was like, this is an old fashioned. And I said, with scotch in it. And he's like, you like scotch? And I said, no. I said, but I'm going to convince myself I do. And it took years. I convinced myself. But, but you drink it slower and you don't mm. feel like full and bloated like you do after beer. Like I love beer and I, I like IPAs. And that's, I was going to say, thing. that's how I feel about IPAs. Like you don't chug an IPA. You don't throw it back fast. You, you know? enjoy it yeah i just feel much fuller after an ipa and if i'm if i'm sitting on the couch watching a basketball game or whatever on a weeknight and i don't want to feel like full from a beer Mm -hmm. i'll put like a little bit of bourbon a little bit of stateside in there and just sip that and it's nice and it hits me now if i'm having like pizza or something or it's like you know like there are times when i want a beer but that's why i started drinking that so that the the stateside black label bourbon is great. It's just an easy drink. That's what I would say, but I'm not good at reviews. So. Do you have your uh, big Barker in your room, in this room? No, that's no. in the, uh, I can grab one. There's one right in that room over there. All right, hang on. I'll get it. Yeah. Buddy, what, what are you doing? What's up, chat? Any IPA drinkers in the chat? I know uh, IPAs are pretty polarizing. But I'm a big IPA guy. There it is. I will admit. And here's the big Barker. It's an extra one. Oh, boy. There's a big Barker. Foam does not flatten in that, baby. They're fucking big. Like, once once they come out of the box, they're enormous. Foam does not flatten in that. No, the foam doesn't flatten. Hey, buddy, you want to stay on this big Barker? No? All right, let me go put this back, and then I'll finish up. And it's time to finish. Home stretch, buddy. Home stretch. Oh. Yes, Matt, big sour monkey guy. Uh, I don't. I got a, a big shipment from from Stateside with um, their new right. Surfside, and then cool. their other seltzers. But like the day before, I just got in a bunch. Oh, of, you're talking. I just got you're a just bunch talking. of. This is a podcast. <laughs> I just got a bunch of uh, victory beers and. Um, Sour Monkey was one of them, so yeah, I love Sour uh, Monkey. There you go. Just talking beer with a ah, there you hat. go. Shout out to our friends at Four Fingers Brewery at the one beer. All right, not a Sixers fan, but if you closely follow a consistently underperforming basketball team, nothing is better than listening to Spike and Mike spend an hour talking about how disappointed they are in their team. <laughs> My first time listening was after the Hawks series loss. They had me at Spike. They had me at Mike's opening line. Not good enough. Just not good enough. Discovered rights to Ricky Sanchez a couple years ago. I'm addicted. As a 50 year old diehard Sixers Philly fan, forced my family to listen on road trips in the car, especially my daughter Alexa, 13 years old, who is a Philly sports prodigy and a point guard. I typically listen in the shower. It seems to have affected our water bills. Interestingly, I found myself more and more speaking in the same cadence and tone as Mike. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. As an attorney, I'm not sure how that will play in front of a jury, but I'll continue to listen. 
There are other Sixers podcasts, but yours is by far the most entertaining and informative. Thank you for providing an outlet for those fans who can no longer regularly listen to sports talk and are truly interested in the intricacies and personal relationships and drama surrounding the Sixers. Derek, recent purchaser of a a big Barker dog bed. Bring back Bark comments. During the last review, reading... During the last review, reading one review stated that they disapprove of Spike's commenting on how good or bad Mike's Barks were after every Big Barker ad. Since then, Spike has stopped commenting on Mike's Barks. Bring back commenting and rating Mike's Barks. I'm very appreciative of this podcast. I no longer live in the Philly area. So when I want reactions to Sixers games, I find local sports shows lacking timely talk. Writes Ricky, Pod, Writes Ricky Podcast has an in-depth conversation and opinion about Sixers in real time. The emotional sway of a huge win to a demoralizing loss. I can count on this pod to deliver. The energy and passion of Spike and Mike are appreciated. Thank you for helping a fan enjoy or despise a season. Hopefully, we'll see a championship in our lifetime. Um, Spike and Mike, longtime listener, first time commenter. I used to listen to this podcast, usually listen to this podcast while driving home or doing the dishes with my headphones on. Not today. I was getting ready in the morning and decided to listen via Bluetooth speaker. My wife doesn't care about basketball and was ignoring the podcast for the most part until Spike spoke something about some fakakta list. And then she realized why I love the show. Keep up the good work and try to slide some more Yiddish into the show. Tobias is one of those people that studies the most, but always fails the exam. Howard Eskin's son and a TV writer, two guys who actually know what they're talking about, even though the title might be deceiving. Tobias Harris' contract should be resurrected with the available 25% cap should go to Maxi, 25% to Curry, and the reigning 50% to pay for Mike's therapy. Love the pod makes me feel better that I'm not the only one whose mental health is drastically impacted by the performance of an angel sent from Cameroon and some guys. Leiden Goose, Leiden, Leiden's Genos is a German word meaning fellow sufferer, and that's what all Sixers fans are. Spike and Mike provide some much-needed gallows humor, though interrupted periodically with glimpses of hope for this team to stop letting us down. So much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens. Hi, Spike and Mike. Been listening for several years and I'm a big fan of the show. The Rickies brought me great memories, like the reaction to the first Jimmy Butler trade, which happened when I was in Edinburgh. Oh, is that one of those words that Edinburgh that isn't pronounced like it's spelled? Looks like Edinburgh to me. Okay. I feel like it's like some Scottish thing or something. How else could you pronounce it? Edinburgh? No, like like you don't say one of the letters or something. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, here are my questions. Basketball, where does the process rank in in terms of all-time basketball nicknames? There have been plenty of great ones, but I'm of the mindset that the process is top 10 at least because of the way that it actually connects the fans to Embiid, Embiid and to the franchise, as opposed to something like MJ, which is just initials, for example. Some of my other favorites are The Answer, The Matrix, Iceman, The Doctor, Magic, White Chocolate. Non-basketball, if I ever see Dave Silver on the street, I'm going to greet him with the ominous movie line, is there any option other than shouting if the rule you followed brought you to this of what use was the rule from no country from old men? Hey, Spike and Mike, preemptive congratulations on 3,000 five-star reviews. Can we get a DraftKings over under on the amount of time it takes Spike to get through all of them? Been a huge fan for the last five years, so felt like I had to drop a review in and thank you for slogging through this abomination of a season and keeping us entertained. 
I'll never forget the joy, sadness, and laughter I've experienced listening to you guys over the years. From winning the lottery to Bernagate to the Kawhi shot, you've been there for it all. And I hope Daryl can make something happen so we can listen to the pod after Joel's first title in Philly. Y'all deserve it. Where are we at? We're at three hours and 20 minutes. I wish he would have put his uh, guess in there. Yeah. Good show. Better people. To bad, too bad the Sixers stink. Hoping for Dame and 3K by Christmas. Hoping to be the 3,000th. Good pod. Congrats on making it through. Just want to push you to 3,000 and hopefully be <laughs> 3,000. Great pod. Time to open up one beer and celebrate this review pod wrapping up, Spike. 2998. I don't know if you're starting these newest to oldest or vice versa, so good luck, you maniac, or Jesus Christ, I can't <laughs> believe you made it to the end, you maniac. Joyless. This show will not bring you joy, excitement, or anything redeemable as a Sixers fan. Five stars. will continue to listen. If you're a Sixers fan, all you need is this pod. You don't need the games. Please don't watch the games. You don't need the other media. The pod supplies you with the content you need. Mike's commentary is nuanced and bipolar, while Spike brings stability and pessimism. Great balance. Just listen to the pod, and you'll understand everything Sixers. Again, do not watch the Sixers actually play. Typical. Has any team ever been a better microcosm of the Philadelphia sports than the Sixers of 2017 to 2021? Great potential, terrible decisions, heartbreaking ends to seasons. And yet after Ben is traded and the playoffs arrive, I will firmly believe the Sixers can win the finals. Entertaining podcast by two dudes who purport to know more about the basketball than the common person in NBA lifers. It provides an interesting perspective. Their takes are inconsistent and change from episode to episode. And they have a love-hate relationship with the Sixers, and they keep it interesting. A must-listen for Sixers fans who can't tolerate the tired, lazy WIP takes. Need to find a way to get Hinky as a guest. I would say that Mike's takes change a lot. Mine are are mind-numbingly and stubbornly uh, stable. He's open about it too. Maybe to my detriment. Yeah, he says it that he goes from, you know, top to bottom. Mr. 3000, just here to be the 3000th review, longtime listener, first time reviewer. Have fun, Spike. Oh, no. I'm not reading the <laughs> Lorem Ipsum thing. Nice, nice try, though. Thank you, Brian's other burner. Uh, more of CJ. People want more analysis by CJ. Make it happen, Spike and Mike. Love the pod because it's a genuine meeting of depressed fans and feelings, which is what Philly sports actually is. You're like the backup quarterback, man. Yeah. All people people do is they they want more of you. Yeah. So it's a it's a good it's a good lane. It's a I'm, good position. I'm happy in my place right now. <laughs> yeah. Sports balls. Men describe other men putting their balls in baskets. This podcast is great. I love Spike and Mike. Stop doing the podcast. I haven't listened in months. Trade Ben Simmons. Daryl is a butt plug. Life is worthless. Po- average five star. Positive. It helps me realize I'm not the only. I'm not the only irrationally emotionally based fan. Negative. It helps me realize I'm not the only Im- irrationally emotionally based fan. Five stars. Race to Ricky Sanchez has become a cornerstone of my Sixers fandom, and often the only way to stay following, stay sane following the team. Spike, I hope your voice recovers from this insane endeavor. Keep up the good work. Mike forever. Spike is fine. Enjoy the 3K guys. TTP. TTP. Mostly here for the process pops. I once was a Sixers fan. Now an obsessed lunatic who, who loses sleep over failed second round picks and wakes up thinking about Ben trades. Your pod did this to me. I often think about what life would be like if I never found you two. What a beautiful life I could have lived. But I'm here and here I will stay. See you next week. Love the pod. 
These two guys know just enough about basketball to make you believe their takes, a comforting feeling in a polarized basketball world. Most of all, Mike's make me, Mike makes me believe I can be a TV writer. <laughs> Seeing the new Ricky notification is the highlight of my week, twice a week, every week. Not sure if this is the late 2000s or early 3000s, but either way, best of luck, Spike. You got this. Oh my God, this is the last one. <sighs> two more? A life... Wait, go ahead. Two more, right? I have one more. A lifeline to the Sixers. It's the last one I have. I got one more after that. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I should refresh. Maybe there's a new one. Even when I can't stand to watch the games, I can always listen to you guys when I make coffee and breakfast. Shout out to my boy Drew for introducing me to the pod and making sure I didn't lose sight of the team during the process. Love the pod. Can't wait for live events to come back. Let me refresh. Oh, yeah. Great wow, show. A new I'm one writing came gimmick. In. gimmick. What's that? Yeah. Great show. Yeah, great show, dumb rating gimmick. Spike, you sly sadist. I hope nobody listens to this podcast. Your sponsors don't sponsor it and that you drop this gimmick immediately. What a waste of everyone in the world's time. Your own, ours, the poor schlubs who actually listen to the podcast. Most importantly, those who will wake up to a new Ricky episode only to find out it's the Apple Review (laughs) podcast. I hope you lose at least one subscriber from this. Just one, though. Great show. What a great way to end it. Perfect. I feel like I just, I feel like we just went on a road trip and I kind of went into it expecting like, okay, like my shift's about to come up. Like we're going to, you know, it is a long drive we're going on. And then you just, you power through it all. And now we're here. Well, I feel like if I, did you want to read a bunch of them? Because I feel like if you do, I feel like I'll get fucking killed. Maybe. Cheating. I, I wasn't, I wasn't like looking forward to it particularly. I was uh, just waiting to, for you to like have to go to the bathroom or something and then like hand it off I, to me. <laughs> I, I feel like your your biggest value for this, and I say this with a lot of love and respect, is like just being there. And when I when I when I go off and want to talk about something, you're there. You're like you're like so you're like support right there. This yeah. is very important. I've never had anybody here for it. You've been the first, you're the first person that's ever been here for it. Like yeah. why? Feels good. Like like when you're on a long road trip and you're driving and you just want to like point something out. You want yeah. you want to have something to bounce off with. Yeah. Well, I wonder if Abby did the art she was supposed to do. I see. Oh yeah. Um and and th- so this, yep, she did. Let me see. Oh, she did a good one. Okay. So um this will be our last pod of the year, unless a trade happens. So it's been a uh, a wild year. I thank everybody for listening. Um, podcast means a lot to me. Everybody involved in the podcast means a lot to me. Happy we found CJ. Um, hope they find out what happened with that company they mm. entered into a partnership with. Yeah. Shout out to the uh the twenty to thirty maniacs that were here this entire three and a half hours. Yeah. It's live. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And there are people that listen to this every time, which is it is the sickest ones. The sickest ones. I love the sickest ones. Yeah. All right. Um we will talk to you in twenty twenty I I hope we have to do an emergency pod. That would be nice. But otherwise we'll talk to you in twenty twenty two. Um if you don't fuck with me. Wait a minute, last part of the year, but Omicron. I won't fuck with you. Yeah. 
doesn't change anything. Anyway, all right, we'll talk to you later. Are you down with TTP? Yeah, you know, lick face. If you don't fuck with me, then I, then I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! Thanks for playing.